ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fans of Power podcast. I am Nathan Kennedy. Here with Tyler Baker, Joe Motto. He, he's there. He is. He's floating around. He's back now. But uh, welcome, guys, and 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 welcome to uh, the podcast that is all encompassing of He Man and Master Universe and She-Ra too, and all the mythology and the mini comics and the filmation series and NYP and action figures and. Uh, no new adventures. You want to get your, uh, your new adventures. Whatever. Go ahead, yeah. Tyler. I was going to say, if you, if, but if you're looking for ankle articulation pain apps, this is not the podcast for you people here. I mean, I do want to talk about some pain apps here at the beginning. I did. Get into that. That's yeah. That was my main quick thing. I want to get out of the way that pissed me off. Which first, let me say hello to everybody in the chat room. I'm going to try to run them down. If I miss somebody, Nathan, you're always there to get my back. So no, I'm not. Zentra, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, because somebody's gonna get pissed. Like Joe, you forgot me. But Zentron, Brian Little, Delvis seventy eight. Um, getting down a little bit. Hold on one second, because boy, they were having a conversation for like an hour before we even started. Good God Almighty, I'm still going down. Good Jesus, they were they were talking the whole time. I know I'm gonna probably miss someone, but I'm almost down. Okay, Motu fan number one. All right, this must have been when some other people started popping up. Uh, I'm gonna miss somebody. I'm sorry. Tags me the animation. Oh God! Here, I'm sorry. And title's like Jesus. Okay, and JSP, Captain huh? Chronic, Grim Two. I don't know <laughs> Grim Two. And uh, there, I think I got everybody. If I miss somebody, I'm sorry. But no, I did want to say one thing. Now, you know when Super Seven showed that you know their <laughs> film. Title's <laughs> <laughs> like Tyler knows what I'm gonna do, but I can't help it. It's not being mean, but okay. Just well, Joe, be mean. We're not here to be PC here. Be all right? mean. Say what you got to say. You need to be mean because I pre-ordered the movie figures this week, and now honestly, I'm kind of worried about what the hell they're going to look I'll like get, when they come I, in the I'm mail. Get, I'll get to that too. But first, I want to talk about when they showed the filmation He-Man that came with all those multiple heads. You know, the the laughing head, the regular head, the whatever the hell else other head. I don't know. But then the one that was supposed to be Faker's head. With the glowing eyes. Now, of course, when you looked at that photo that they showed, you knew it was photoshopped. You knew that wasn't really going to be what it looked like. But you'd expect it would have looked similar. I had nine people. I showed one. I've had nine people send me photos of their filmation head. It looks absolutely not even close to what they were gonna was supposed to get. Now, again, I knew it wasn't going to glow, but you could have the paint design like that. It literally, Tyler and Nathan... Looked like they just took like a little mask and did an overspray and went spray with white. And randomly there's blotches here, here. It just looks like He-Man just like shoved his head into like, you know, a thing of cocaine or something. It was just covered all <laughs> over. Cocaine really, He-Man. Really, it's just all over his face. And somebody said like, you know, look like the great Muda, you know, sprayed him in the eyes with white. It's, that's a shame. I mean, it's like, that wasn't even any effort. I mean, if something, damn, at least made his pupils white and that's it. But if you were going for the glowing effect of the eyes, I seen so many people that were so pissed. And I just, I had to mention it because they were like, Joe, are you going to bring it up? And I was like, yeah, it's like not to rag on it, but just to say that was, that was a piss poor effort on that faker head to not even look close. I don't know if you guys seen either of those pictures either, but oh, what a shame. It shouldn't look like that. It shouldn't have looked that bad, but I didn't know if you've seen them, either of you. Yeah, look bad. Money shot He-Man. <laughs> yeah, well, what about a shitty variant that I'm sure you fans just couldn't wait to you know fork over your cash for. I, yeah, I, I saw it too. And at first, I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And then I went, and then Nathan told me that that there was an issue. And I went back and looked at it again. Like, God, you people paid money for this. Well, like, it's not even. It's not just that either. It's with the the laughing head. The teeth weren't even painted on one of them. Yeah, 
It's yeah, like, one the, uh, yikes. Yeah, one of the poor guys, exactly, one of the poor guys didn't have the teeth painted, but um, everybody that was sending that said, I mean, showed the same thing. Now, there was a couple people that said, Joe, mine looked fine. And I, I said, could you show me? I wasn't saying, like, show me to be a smartass. I sincerely wanted to see it to see how many looked good. None of them that said theirs looked fine never showed me the picture. So I'm still waiting to see one. Am I saying there's not? No, but I would like to see one where it looked decent because to have nine people send it to me. And I did random eBay searches. Every one of them on eBay looked like that too. Every seller that had it on eBay. And it's not like a stock photo that you could tell this is them taking pictures of theirs. It's a, sh it's a shame. It's unfortunate, which then led, and this is why I'm bringing this up. I'm saying this in case there are people that are, you know, connected with Super 7, have connections, and maybe could pass something along to Brian Flynn or anybody that works on it. But the movie figures, they showed that now they're for pre-order, and you can uh, pre-order them up till, I believe, March 29th. Mm -hmm. And I think it's $140 for... Uh, 155 uh, total, I think, with shipping and everything, yeah. though. Yeah, that's okay. not, yeah. All right. All right, thank you for that, T-Rex, because I, I wasn't sure about the shipping price. And which, like I said, super excited about them. Until that promotional picture that they showed advertising them popped up in groups and now what they're saying in groups they said these these are looking different they said why do they look different now brian flynn uh assured everybody said no the pictures that were taken you know that they posted up whoever did it must have had bad lighting well here's the thing they're not joe amato i take shitty photos i'm the one that doesn't have good equipment i have cheap old technology i was when gonna say speaking of which uh when you talk there's like just a blank screen and when i see it here it shows like your icon i don't know what's going on there uh, well my you know my camera so that's okay half the time people don't need to see me when i talk anyways but you're right i don't know what's going on. i'll kind of move it back see if that works but my technology is bad as case in point with what we're talking about with the show right now not even showing up but if you're going to take pictures advertising something that you want people to buy, please take better photos. Because I'm even confused looking at God Skeletor. His head looks bigger in one of the photos. It looks like it's out of proportion. He-Man's head looks too small. Something looks off. So I am sincerely saying, please, if you're listening, anybody knows Super 7, and if they're listening, take another set of proper photos and use that to promote them. Because I've seen so many people in these groups saying, I don't want to order them now. And that's scary because this yeah. is something I've waited for years. Yeah. But like you said, Nathan, you're even concerned. And we shouldn't have to be concerned like that. But damn it, if that's what they look like, they're going to lose a lot of business. But yeah. uh, your guys' thoughts. I Please don't fuck this up. I'm, I'm paying you $155. That is my plea. Don't mess this up. <laughs> I don't want weird paint apps or laziness or... Uh, pieces coming apart shouldn't be that way um i don't know who needs to get a foot in their ass about it but i uh, it's not just uh isolated incidents uh, there's no excuse for that like uh i think someone joe had commented why didn't they just do like a a see-through head and just like paint it and leave the eyes that would have had a better effect on that he-man probably i just i don't i don't understand it um but when you are taking something over like that, you need to continue the the quality that's been set before. And if I don't, I don't know if this turns out poorly and they backtrack on that and they're like, no, this is what this is. And then they ship out and it turns out that it's what it was before. And they were lying about it the whole time. Oh man, I can't even imagine uh, what 
people are going to do. Like that's just going to affect them as a business. And it's uh, it sucks, especially for you guys. Like, cause I I'm I'm not the the person that's like, yes, I'm buying everything that they put out every wave. And there are a lot of people out here that do that. And to just time after time after time, here's something wrong with this, or this is broken, or this paint app doesn't even exist on this figure. There's just, there's no excuse for that. And that's just lazy. It's really, really lazy. And I figured, um, Tyler, if anybody, I know this would be disheartening, especially his passion and love for that movie. If those figures came out anything but what we've seen at the toy fair, how great they looked, that'd be super disheartening. I, But go ahead, Tyler. Um, I want to say... I mean, look, to their credit, though, and even though it's a pain in the ass to go through it, and I'm thankfully, you know, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that stuff. If I get something shit in the mail, it's kind of hard for me to want to go through the pro the process of repackaging it and making sure I get it sent back and talking to somebody, hey, you sent me the roll, whatever the case may be, uh, just because I'm like that. Um, I was fine with the Triclops mishap. I didn't give a shit about turning it into his visor and all that stuff. I, I didn't care. I know a lot of people did. I didn't. Um, but I, I don't, I've seen pictures pop up and I didn't really catch much of a difference. Um, but I will say this in terms of the faker fiasco and this, you know, they get messages and, you know, I know I give C Brian credit when he's interviewed and he makes fun of a lot of the irrationalization that comes from fans and that people are, you know, in, in a, as a caricature, people threaten to, I'll never do it again. This is the end for me. I'll never buy another day. Just over, you know, minor shit. That before they even get the final figure, they look at the prototype. Oh my god, you know, they're 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 doomed. They're done this. Just relax. Say say your piece, but be cool about it because I think it's cool that Brian will make fun of people for acting like a bunch of assholes. You know, because a lot of fans clearly can be assholes about this stuff. Maddie Collector dealt with it. You know, and there's there's assholes in, with every fan base. But I'm saying. They clearly do listen to this stuff. So what I'm saying is, yes, if this is a problem, everyone, you just be be cool about it, but let them know quickly about it. But don't don't say a lot of irrational nonsense and say you'll you'll stop buying the toys or that they're that you'd rather, I wish Maddie Collector was doing it or something like that. Just be cool about it and, and vent your concerns and everything. And yes, if, if they're taking bad pictures, that's not what not a, a good way of of uh you know advertising to buy these toys that you're asking a lot of money for in full not in payments yeah which I, i'm not a fan of that either otherwise i'd have bought them right now i gotta wait till the next paycheck so i can yeah. pay for that and conan oh well in my head i'm thinking because I, I had never done it before from them but before other places i put in a pre-order and i don't get charged for it until it yeah. ships this it's like boom ah we got your money i'm like oh yeah, okay and they didn't, i don't know why i don't know because joe listens to the toy stuff more than i do all i look at is the pictures when they're coming and that's it so if brian or the and people at super seven decide we're no longer doing payment plans anymore because the last that's why i didn't buy the last two waves of uh classics because i'm like i'm not i can't I'm not going to pay that much all at once in full for, for variants, even though they look great. I'm just not doing it. And, um, you know, I don't like doing this for the, but it's the movie figures and that takes a high priority for me. I'm going to do it cause I must have them, but I don't know why they're doing that. I don't like that. They did it with the hero and elder figures too, even though it wasn't as much, but still. Um, so, uh, hopefully with all these things happening, and I'd like to think that they're aware that there's a very high demand for these four figures that they're going to make sure. And I'm sure too, 
Brian can't look at every figure that leaves the you know the warehouse or the factory when they're packaged and misses a lot of the the you know uh assembling mishaps of paint apps and joints falling apart and stuff like that that's an unfortunate thing it's not Brian's fault um nor the people like the people in charge of super seven it's it's the factory's fault but uh, you know i people point the finger at them i know that but um you know um i'm gonna still go through with it and, and give them my money when i get my next paycheck that, that goes without saying um i just would encourage people not to go into panic mode over a picture if the figures we saw on display at toy fair look great i well that's what you're get. i think i would think that's what you're getting not a bad picture so um, but hasn't that sort of been not been the case though where like they they show pictures at a toy fair or like here's the release stuff and then by the time it comes out there it just doesn't look like that though i have an i have an idea i have a proposition though if if uh things start coming out without missing paint apps and don't look correct or whatever uh send them to joe and joe will fix them for you (laughs) and and he'll send them back that's what we should do honestly yeah, I have some people already sending me their their faker heads. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do. I already had that, and I don't like having the kind of business off of something like that. But no, it's like Tyler said, and like I was saying earlier, when I, I kept that constructive, how I said that I didn't chew or, you know, like disrespect anybody. I'm just saying the concerns of what some fans say. Because, like you said, some fans might go absolutely insane and take it to a whole crazy level. But then there's the constructive fans. And you would hope that the people that are trying to be constructive don't get ignored because the fans that are maybe going insane are being listened to the most and they're parting us all in the same category. Like even my constructive stuff, like, Oh Jesus, Joe, why would you say that about the faker? Why would you say it about all the movie figures? But when I'm seeing it in all the groups, that is a concern. It scares me because I've been wanting these movie figures forever too. And I'm hoping they look good, but also I want to see more pre-orders. You know, if I'm seeing fans saying I'm not pre-ordering because they don't look like I seen over there at, you know, toy fair, then it's a concern. There's uh, a lot of pre-orders that's so not... quick to jump the gun if, if what we saw at Toy Fair is what we're going to get, but they see a picture as if, like, they went after Toy Fair, we altered the figures, took a picture of it, and put it up there. That's the power of the internet, sir. You well, know, I just feel like... Are, yeah. why, are, why, why is it not just He-Man fans, all fans in general who collect toys for that? Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about action figures here. I mean, wh- why is everyone so quick to, you know... I mean, the rage well, I think, to launch, start launching some damn nukes without I getting think the answers thing, and, and uh, just... Because, Tyler, everybody's important. Everybody's important, and their demands need to be met. They are the only people on this planet whose opinions matter. That's that's just... That's the world. Well, I think it's the yeah, case the of what's happened with... listen to this podcast, and you're one of those people who likes to go in various places <laughs> and talk about how your own personal damn needs are above anybody else's, and that if you do not get this left ankle fixed, you will quit collecting the line because you're the only one that matters, you son of a bitch. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, I just... Well, quickly. You know, <laughs> let's listen to Joe. <laughs> Well, well, first let me say, uh, Zen Brown. Asking before Joe has a heart attack live on YouTube here, I'm saying people calm the hell down. Instead of saying shit like that, just say, "Look, can you please fix the Super Seven? Period. That's it. Don't throw in your quit. You're not getting my money, or or 
Brian Friend, you're the Antichrist or something like that, you know? Just Oh no, there is that it. level that yes. Yeah. Like and I that's said, that's saying. why we Yeah. And we kinda like I said try to bring up here about being calm. First let me say Zen Brown, <laughs> so, Emotional, <laughs> Eric Amen, and Kevin Sharp. I just want to acknowledge all four of you guys because we were on a hell of a hey, Kevin. No, but God Joe. No, the thing, Man, I've never yeah, heard you make that noise before. What would I do? He, he honestly sounded like one of my dogs for a second when uh, she goes into a panic. He's just like, <laughs> did I? I could. I didn't even know I was panting. What do you um, mean? Well, I do that. Like, no. I, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a tick. Maybe it's something I do with instinctively, <laughs> not like, even thinking about it. Joe's like, oh my god, you're gonna have to issue a public apology next week. I, we can't have this. No, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> but when you were saying, why do people like? Why are they freaking out from one picture compared to the other? It's almost like what Nathan said. Sure, when we see pictures at Toy Fair, you see one thing, and then usually, well, like, we're, especially we're, pictures. we're seeing the actual figures on display, though. Well, no, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. They're seeing pictures of the figures on display at Toy Fair, which always usually those production samples, you know, I mean, those, you know, prototypes I mean, yes, that they it's put not up the final are painted. Product, but yeah. yes. Right. They, yeah, exactly. Not the final product. They look beautiful. And then when you get the figure, you know, there's something that happens, unfortunately, with the factory process of the heads that make the faces look weird. So when they've seen these pictures on Super 7 site, they look different. So in some of these people's heads, they were thinking, are these some of the samples already and they already looked altered? So yeah, you know, you're right. They went into panic mode, but it did look weird. Like when I looked at God's Skeletor, for some reason, his head didn't even look like actually it was there. It almost looked like it was Photoshopped on because it looked bigger. He-Man's head looked like a peanut and the colors looked off compared to those you know, pictures too that we've seen at Toy Fair. But Brian Flynn did well, say, well, it right was now. bad light. Are you talking about like on Skeletor, like there's some missing paint around his eyes? Oh no, not that. Well, I was. I meant God Skeletor. Look at his head, because I have the actual pictures of the Toy Fair picture, and then that one that Super Seven posted. And I do see what people meant. The God Skeletor's head looks like it's a little too big and just looks off, and He Man's head looks a little small. And when they were comparing the colors of the paint apps, there were differences. But Brian Flint said it might have been the lighting from what they took, you know, to advertise the figures. And if that's the case, that's why I meant. Do a different set of photos, not in that lighting. Make them look a little more dynamic of holding their weapons and more appealing for the customers because these people that are concerned are actually saying they're not buying because they're freaked out of the photos. So it's a way of helping. It's like try to take some better photos then because you don't want to put this up and have people say, I don't want them. Then what's that say? We've been clamoring for these figures for years, and if they don't sell, they might think, see, nobody wanted the movie figures. It's like, no, we do want the movie figures. Yeah, it's just a it's it's a weird uh, balance. Let's just we'll uh, we'll do how people on wrestling forums always say after bad pay per views and things going forward. Let's just wait and see. We'll wait until the figures get here, and if they look like shit, then we can all collectively. Well, I mean, and honestly, too, like of all the current classic figures we've gotten recently, have they screwed up any of the ways that we've gotten notoriously? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Sharp, that's weird. He even jumped in. He said, yeah, it looks like it was Photoshopped. See, so there's, there, I guess there really is something going going on about those photos that's got people looking at them in a weird way. But I would just – it was just my kind of, like, I guess, suggestion that if they're listening, hopefully you got until March 29th, hopefully within this week. Just get a, somebody to get out there with some better camera angles and better shots of those pictures and show a different way of advertising because I think it might help because I don't want to see these figures not sell and then kind of go away and say, forget it. Since those didn't sell, you're not going to get any more figures based off of that yeah, movie, more which you know we want stuff. others. More Prince Adams. 
See? And that's what might happen, Tyler. Unfortunately, if these don't sell, then it's like, okay, forget it. If we had Evil Lynn and Beast Man and Lubick and others playing, you're not going to get them now because nobody wants them. It's like, no, we do want them. Just make sure you advertise them to where it gets people excited because those are four kind of scary pictures. Karg, I guess people, eh, they're going to get them no matter what. If they figure, oh, Karg's okay. But when they looked at the other three, especially God Skeletor and He-Man, it was just something was off. So that's just a, you know, a suggestion we thought we'd do at the beginning. And Hopefully, they could take it to heart and realize that there's people that keep it constructive, and then, like you said, don't go nuts about it. I didn't yeah. tell anybody. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody from Super Seven listens to us, but I mean, for for people who um, no, yeah, buy their products or whatever, you know, just if you're going to reach out to them, just be be cool about. It. Don't throw in the nonsense. Just make the point and move on because they do acknowledge the stuff. It in the but you know that's they've done it and and still been you know have shit thrown in their face too. So. Just try to, and I'm not telling people to not be upset about that stuff. You know, Lord knows I make my reputation on this podcast as being an upset asshole, you know. So I, I'm not telling you that you don't, you're not entitled to be upset about this stuff and be concerned. No, no, it's not the point. Just, you know, just be, try to be as respectful about it, but make your point known. You know, take the time to do that, you know, because it is important that these things do sell. Um, I'd hate to think that you know the next proposed wave of classics fails because people are concerned over a picture. Seems kind of you know, uh, I, I just I kind of feel like that, that seems so odd though, given the reaction of, of videos that were taken that show the, the the figures and all those high resolution pic, high high resolution pictures that were taken. It's not the finished product, but I feel like that was enough to get everybody. Like, I'm buying those instantly, no matter what, and that. You look at, I mean, the pictures on the website are never that great anyway. Um, Just wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait and see. see. And and if it's bad, I'll give them a call and I'll be like, you assholes, you said you got, this is Tyler Baker, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. It's a power podcast. Try and stop me. I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) I feel like that Robocop 2 commercial, you know, they didn't get my, uh, they they, they took my money. I didn't get the figures I wanted. And there's like, it pans over to like a picture of like somebody's child. Boom, you know, Super Seven. We care or something like that. You know? <laughs> Great, perfect. You guys know what I'm talking about. You guys are slapping because you don't know what to do. No, I. It, you said RoboCop Two. I know, but do you know the part that I'm talking about in RoboCop Two? Yes. No, Joe. Me? Of course I don't. All right. So your favorite blockhead said, "So Battle of Roboto." Yes. Go ahead. How, you start how, how us off because this is. This is this is your choice. This is Nathan's pick for mini comic was Battle of Roboto. So you might as well start us off, Nathan. He went through many many hours of going through this book and had to find the right one. So I want to let everyone know the hard work Nathan put in <laughs> to get it narrowed down to Battle yeah. of Roboto. No, no, Ty- Tyler's lying. I hit him up and he gave me like a bunch of choices, and I I, I went through the choices he gave me and we did it you really oh. think i you think i'm i'm sorry to anybody else you really think i'm gonna spend my sunday afternoon flipping through this and be like oh, well gee gee golly whiz i wonder what joe joe's really gonna like out of this book no <laughs> now what made you pick this though was it the cover did you kind of do skimming of those suggestions from tyler of like you know what it looked like oh well, comic I, inside or just... I don't you know he, i think he was Probably just flipped a coin if he even did that. <laughs> I looked at the covers. Give me a little bit of credit. Co- I didn't think you did that. Well, my my ori- like- my original plan was I was going to go to the Fans of Power uh, Facebook page and I was going to 
comment on there. Be like, hey, it's up to me to pick the mini comic for this review on this episode this week. Uh, what is unanimously between everybody the worst mini comic? What is something that Joe and Tyler have said before that they would never do on the show? I wanted to pick that one. Oh, we, we we've got almost gotten to the point. Well, I think we have reviewed the worst of the worst. Yeah, we just didn't get the second worst one. Yeah. We haven't touched that yet, Mantena. We haven't touched that, but we did get yeah. Bleach. Which and, I came yeah, close to was... throwing out that out to Nathan when he said, what would be like the worst? And I'm like, well, I mean, there's not, there's not one that we wouldn't do, but it still sucks. Right. You know, so. yeah. I think if we ever do Mantena, we got to have Nathan there because he's got to be some kind of other voice to like, you know, go between us because we know how much we hate that damn Mantena. I love it. So I'm just going to say it now. Here. I love it. I already love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out one day when we do that. One but why don't you start us off, Nathan? Your thoughts on Battle Roboto? I'm going to uh, say, first of all, like going through it, I feel like as a kid, and I would have read this, I would have enjoyed it immensely because uh, compared to the other million comics that I have been participating on with the show, like there's not as much dialogue on here. They, they let the art speak for itself, more or less. And, and as a we kid, know why. And especially because yes, I don't know how to read. Um, no, no, I bet we know why the art definitely just it doesn't. You don't need words. The art does it all because we have the perfect artist for this mini comic, don't we, Tyler? Yes, we most certainly do. Larry Houston, the best, the best of the best, right there. Damn it! Yeah. Like I said, he could tell the story without the words. Yeah, and I'll just say really quick, quickly, Nathan and Tyler, this cover. It's weird as I picked it up. You know, I was looking at it again. I remember this one. I think I was so damn obsessed. On just the cover. I don't know what that was with seeing Roboto holding up Bashasaurus like that attacking He-Man. But, I mean, I just love my damn Bashasaurus. I used to play with it, like, to death. But this was one of my favorite covers. Just something just just drew me in about that. It just seemed, especially Roboto, look at that powerful antique on He-Man. At first, I remember being confused, like, what is going on here? But, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite mini-comics, uh, you know, mini-covers. But go it's ahead. De- it's definitely... um. Or you know, I mean, for me as a kid, because I didn't have her bottom, but I had too bad. And I, I um, it, it was definitely, uh, I, I guess, I, I feel like I said this about a lot of characters, but I think it's true about a lot of characters. Roboto is another character that I think is well loved, but clearly not. Hey, Kevin, we need you to draw a Roboto pin up. That's what we need, Kevin. You hear, you're hearing this right now? We need you to draw Roboto. <laughs> Understand? You make a lot of Let's money. Let's see if he that. pops up. I'll let. Yeah, I'll let you know if he pops up with yeah, anything. When, uh, Go ahead. Kevin, a doodle, just a doodle of Roboto. Um, but again, I, I, a character that I, I remember as a child, I, I, it felt like that was my idol, that Indiana Jones is chasing after that idol that, uh, that steals it from the, uh, the temple in the beginning of the Raiders. Like, Roboto for me as a kid was like that one, like, I, I must have the robot character with the seat, because I, I didn't know his name for a little while. But uh, I, I from this mini-comic, that was my first introduction to Roboto, and um, I wouldn't get him until, I think, seventh grade. I got him at the ha- at uh, the Hillsville Flea Market, and he was missing his uh, uh, arm attachment piece. It was just broken off, and paint discoloration, but I was like, oh my god, it's Roboto. I had to, here's my $2. You know. Oh man, see, that, that would, that would yeah. go for about a good $45 these days. Oh yeah, beat beat to hell, missing everything. You've got to give me $50 for uh-huh. it there, kid. It's from uh-huh. the 80s. Yep. Tyler, Tyler, yes. I got a quick one for you. You know, as from seeing Roboto in this mini comic and with this heart, when you finally got the toy, were you expecting the toy to have a heart, or did you know about the gear feature things, or you didn't know about that? No, when you first no, because 
because I, I had the mini comic as a kid, but over time that was one of them that got lost and I, I had no idea what happened to it. So by the point that by the time I got I knew about the fact that Roboto was see through um and the gears. Oh, but you just forgot about the whole heart. Oh, yeah, okay. the whole heart thing was like that was completely like forgotten until um I ended up getting the mini comic uh, just a couple years later with uh, uh, a mental card robot and my dad got for me and uh, okay. introduced myself to all that. So no, I, I think it's a nice touch and um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you're going to do or come up with a, a, an excuse to make another damn variant, I think this version of Roboto with the full full body, not see-through with the heart, you can open up this little chest plate and see the heart in there. I think that would be an interesting figure to release, like a, 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 a like Roboto two point But that makes sense because it's actually changing, so the, like yeah, kind of yeah. almost vastly changing its appearance. Yeah, the so schematics that, of that. Of, that oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why why haven't people claimed for that? Instead, they're like, I want a 2000 X brand of this guy. You know, it's just like, why, why, what's wrong with this one? Who? This one is good, but yeah, I do. I do like my two thousand X one. Let well, me see. What too. did Kevin Sharp well, I'm, say? I'm just saying. Every, oh, what, what Kevin? Kevin? Kevin said with Roboto, I dig his two thousand X design more. He said me personally. So all right, that's fine. His... Well, let's see you do a doodle of the two thousand X Roboto. That's what I want to see. Someone in the chat was like, "Draw a draw robots doodle." What? <laughs> oh, I get it. His doodle is peanut. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Is that what they meant? I guess. Yeah. I oh was, man, uh, raunchy juvenile humor. Ha 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 ha. There is Tyler. This thing. Hey, maybe Kevin could do an amalgamation. Maybe he could do, do 2000X and do something where he could even show the heart from this one. Maybe he could do some kind of crossover thing. If anybody could do it, I'm sure Kevin could. It's not like we're trying to give him ideas, Kevin, to do stuff and have it here next week when he's oh, on the I show I mean, to like, show uh, us this. I mean, that, if we were doing that, we could say, like, you know, well, Kevin, you should draw like ICER or Stronghold or Web Store or, you know, uh, Dialamog or uh, Liz oh, Lizard Man. Lizard Man would be tremendous by Kevin. Draw him like a little kick-ass like Spider-Man pose, like him perching on a rock with uh, with his uh, like palms on a rock, with his, his uh, knees kind of like you know, you know, like he's perched. That'd be so. He's cool, got to debut man. something. Debut something here next week, Kevin. Something unique, straight uh, for fans of power. Yeah, sorry, to the world. We got to see it. Sorry, sorry, Kevin. Now you know how I feel when Joe's like pressuring you into doing something. All I don't the time. Hey, what, hey, let me let me tell no. you something here. What last Sunday? I get I get a, a message from Kevin just doodling here, and I'm getting like the almost full version of Tube. I'm like, that's a doodle. And by the afternoon, <laughs> yeah. that thing was up and running. So, dude, I will I will share the hell out of that thing if you get that thing finished. And he did, and he sold it. Yeah, that's and and, that's and, and people people wanted it. So I'm like, uh, uh, this is no big deal for Kevin here. So yeah, yeah. It's just called. That's, that's an easy break for him. And it's something that would take three hours, four hours for somebody to do. It's just like, oh, or see I will what I can say do this, here real if quick. Is a, uh, if, if Kevin is willing to take like a unanimous vote from like us and the listeners in the chat room of one character, we would like to see him draw for fun. I, I, I throw that out. If, if people in the chat, if Kevin just says yes to that, doesn't have to do it, but if he's willing to maybe humor that challenge of like, based on who's in the chat room, would like a unanimous vote for one character. In the chat room, we'll, we'll we'll look at that, and based on what we see, we'll say, "All right, draw this guy." For fun. And he can almost do it. Hey, check this out. 
what could be even cooler is we've seen many people do this on Facebook and other places too, where they do a live draw cast. So maybe for that part of the podcast, if he's up to it and willing, depending on what people said, like you said, we, he can turn his camera around to show him drawing that live. I think that would be kind of cool. Oh, no, love no, 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 no. Yes. No, we, no I think that'd be great. Drawing, we want to have the finished doodle to share <laughs> on the podcast. It will be unbet. We'll, we'll have it sent to Oh, no, I'm putting up to another challenge. This is another challenge. I think that'd be even greater to see him do it live. Let's see what he could come up with in 10 minutes. One part of the show, we give it all to Kevin. We talk to him, and he'll have 10 minutes to go ahead and do so a live So while he's trying draw to draw cast. something to perfection, we have to distract yes. the hell out of him. Hey, Kevin. Hell yes. Kevin, this what, is, what was that like when you, you worked on that He-Man comic? Hang on. Kevin. This is called multitasking. You know? I think he could do it. He's a multitasker, and I think, I, I, I think you could do it, Kevin. Well, oh, so we yes. have a podcast. <laughs> Be, be, yes. be, be on, you know, ready to go and then draw a picture at the same time. He could time. do it. I, I'm, I'm just right, going to I'm gonna say he's already saying in the chat, I will try to debut a couple of pieces if I can. And he also says I already got a Shakoti in progress. If we're taking requests, uh, I want one of Chris Pratt kicking Tyler in the nuts. Well, I, I can do better than that. I will personally go over to Nathan's house right now live on YouTube and kick him in the nuts. No, <laughs> I'll lock the door. I, I want to have trouble getting that door. Let's smash the oh, hell out of it right now. <laughs> hey, uh, Boy, I, I thought we were about this. No. Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to be talking about that, but uh, hey, Kevin, come on. Uh, I'll give yeah. you $5. Yeah. Well, the, the, we're going back to the fact Nathan's willing to pay cash to have a picture of me drawing put in his house. I mean, what can I say? That that is that is the one picture of you I will display. Uh, honestly, if Kevin were to ever do that one day, I'll find a way to like somewhere behind me i'll go and like get it scanned and blown up into like a 24 by 36 and just hang it there on the door oh marvelous Hell, why don't you put it on a t-shirt you're usually proud of wearing those t-shirts right there and show a nice good that detail would be good that. too that yeah, would be good too see there's already people that that are just uh well not that many but delva said and then kevin sharp <laughs> kevin sharp said his fiance just lost it laughing so there you go i think it i it's unanimous. Chris Pratt kicking Tyler in the nuts. That's the picture that will be done. I have a feeling he's going to do it. I do think he's going to uh, do I, it. I, I, <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's got too much team to do. Nope, no, no. Kevin Sharp says, I'll draw Pratt breaking his foot on Tyler's manly tank. Yes. Oh, Get right, ready for that on, next all right, week. Now, all right, hey, if you're going to do that, then that uh, now that's just being, you know, realistic of what would happen, you know, if that prick were to even attempt to just, yes, it would, you know, it's, it'd be like hitting, you know, you know, an iron ball sack. That's what it would be like. And he would just he would just break his ankle. Then I would just stomp on his neck afterwards. Stop making shit. He's creating a new story right now. This is Tyler's version of a new mini comic crossover. <laughs> Christ, that's terrible. Speaking oh, of mini comics. Yes. How about go back to it, Nathan? Yes. You we didn't get your impressions at all. Go on. Well, I mean, I, I thought usually when we do these things, we start from the beginning and we just go through the the entire story. So uh, we get to we get our old pal, Man at Arms. It's like, hey, look at this! I built a robot, and Adam's like, yeah, that's cool. And you know, Tila's all excited because she's like, ah, look what, what my dad did. And then he's like, here's the various weapons. And I'll I guess I'll ask this as well. Um, was there sort of a similar pat like? Uh, a did Roboto show up in filmation? And if yeah, so, one episode. Did, did they kind of take any elements from this mini comic and implement it into? No, 
Uh, no, honestly, like I, I'm more part, and they did kind of the same thing with the Golden Book, the hardcover. I like this one better. I, I like Roboto being built nine man at arms because they did it in 2000 X to a certain degree. But this is my favorite origin. I don't like the idea of him being like an out, uh, uh, an out from space another planet. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. from Robotique. I'm like that's just lame. Even though Larry Taylor wrote that wrote that story, not one of his better scripts. Um, in terms of uh, origins for Robot, it's a great story because Modulot takes control of Robot, which is badass. But um, I just I like the idea of Robot just being built, and I like this idea that he's got a heart that if it's removed, he's pretty much kind of susceptible to anybody's control, um, which makes him a, a very dangerous uh, weapon. Um, but of course, the sources changes all that. But I, I like I like this origin a lot for Robot. I like his personality that he he is aware he can talk to people. He has a bit of a personality. He's a, kind of a stoic robot, but you know he's he clearly sees and wants to do good and knows the difference between right and wrong. I, I like that. And then when you remove the heart, it just becomes a killing machine. You know, it's very I, it's a it's a kick ass origin for Robado, I think. And well, I, they I like... made it. Yeah. Yeah, they made it imposing and intimidating and didn't mean to cut you off there real oh, quick. You're good. But Wait, you did it, anyway. it is like I said, <laughs> he's like, but anyway, so fuck off. No, um, it's the thought of when they mentioned <laughs> of him being invincible was kind of strange because I was like, well, geez, if he's invincible, you know, I mean, what's that kind of mean for He Man? But I did like that, and it was for me a little scary as a kid. I remember when I read this comic, I was like, oh my God, he's unstoppable. And you think, well, why would that be scary, Joe? He's a good guy. Terminator. But especially then when, yeah. yeah, but then when you've seen, yeah, but when you've seen, especially what, you know, Skeletor does and moving his heart, it's like, oh God, now that is why it's scary. But I kind of like that because at least makes him seem pretty damn strong. Cause like you said, you, we didn't get much for Roboto story-wise. Like you said, yes, we got him in a couple little books here, got him in this mini comic and stuff. And, you got him an episode of filmation. Of course, you know, MYP, that's years later. But back then, you didn't get much for him. So seeing something to show that, you know, he can be a really big badass, especially with some of the stuff he does later in the mini comic, uh, it, it makes it one of the favorite versions you could say you could seen of him back in the day. Yeah, and I, it's just, it's one of those things, too, that I, I, I always have a great appreciation for um, the, what's the word? Um I, I guess just allowing the uh, you know from Lee Norlink and Larry Houston and a lot of people who worked on these um, books to have a lot of uh, um, freedom to kind of it, look if you're going to sell this with the action figure a particular action like we're told we're going to have this one book included with two bad and Roboto so therefore they need to look strong and, I mean it goes back it goes back to like worth wrestling we need we're de- we're debuting or debuting this new heel wrestler you got to make him look strong. You know, if you're going to debate him on Raw, go out and squash a guy. Go out the next Raw, squash. Like, you need to build him up. Like, Too Bad is depicted, obviously, as, like, you know, Two Heads arguing with himself, but he's also depicted as a very strong villain. And Roboto, yeah. like, you, you, you couldn't have picked, depicted Roboto any stronger in this. Especially, I think it's more yeah. fun to watch when, when Skelter takes the heart and says, I'm in, you know, I'm in control of you. And he's just going to cause chaos. Like I just that, that makes robot like, oh man, it's it's very Hell, much like Terminator. And too and too bad, like you said, strong enough to hold Roboto for yeah. that time for Skeletor to get the heart out. So it shows that yeah, too bad is pretty strong. Not just being a simple old who, like you said, in this mini comic is arguing a lot with you know with himself, especially tearing the shields in half. But yes, he was able to at least hold Roboto while Skeletor got that heart out. And yeah, 
so again, not a bumbling, a complete idiot, but you're right, the artistic liberties and freedom that they were given to, you know, do stuff in this. I just, like I said, the stories with the art, how it's told, you know, later on when you see that part where I love seeing it, it, it looks like it's kamikaze, like she just lost it when Tila flies in with Bashasaurus to yeah. smash into Landshark. I love how that piece is drawn. It's just Larry Houston did something. I don't know how he captured just the whole feeling and bam, power of that. But I also like how when Roboto, I, I love when he caught, when the Bashasaurus is ready to smash on him, in one hand he grabs it and just like throws it as like, Damn, he's strong, you know. Yeah, I so mean, it's not the like way he's just invincibly strong. I mean, like he's, I mean, just easily deflecting it, and to see the bash. I mean, because it doesn't look like it's that far from. Like it wasn't much of a struggle for him to hurl the entire bit off the ground, like nothing into the air. Yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite shots in this book is that shot of Robot holding up, you know, his his, his blaster arm, and yep. within sight here. I mean, it just it just looks so cool. Like, hey, Kevin, if you ever draw a Roboto, draw him like that. Like, I want to see your Roboto drawn like that. You know what I'm talking about? Go ahead, Nathan. No, I, I just uh, – it's kind of surprising, I guess, that they didn't adapt more from many comics and use them as actual episodes because I think if they would have done this, that would have been pretty cool. Uh, maybe too violent? Well, I mean – Oh, at that's it, how it is, yeah, with the yeah. – Well, honestly, I mean, this is not um, – it's just a shame that Filmation didn't, wasn't really, I guess, felt like they were – I guess they probably did worry that about if we include, I mean, because there's a little bit of sword fighting going in here. But honestly, if I'm looking at the fight right now where he mess taking on Skeletor, then too bad attacks him, he throws too bad. The most violent thing in here is when Roboto's slashing down at Tila and that the shield busting open. Busting the next, next yep. whack is going down into Tila's skull. So, yep. Um, yeah, we wouldn't have seen that in the cartoon yeah. at all. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. To imply that Tila is probably about ready to have her head slashed, I mean, torn open here. But still, like, this, I think this is a fight that clearly could have been in filmation if they didn't have to worry about everyone accusing them of being demon worshippers and devil worshippers, witchcraft, <laughs> and all that bullshit. Um, because when Roboto and Two Band are noosed in season two, you know, that the, the as we've said before, the, the vibe it falls, uh, or, uh, falls victim to the. You know, you got to make it, you know, much more brightened up for the kids. And, uh, but I, I still feel like, um, I mean, well, I'm with Nathan too. I, I would love to see a lot of these mini comics become an animated, you know, uh, well, special well, or an episode. Or, 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 well, how about this? I, I don't know, Tyler, if you were a fan of it, but you know how, um, when Watchmen came out, they took certain parts and had yeah. like that animated comic thing. Now, if they were to bring, uh, who they could, from the filmation He-Man and sort of do that and make it look like this is moving with those voices. Would, would you like that a lot or would you think they would need to take a different approach? Honestly, I, I would be cool if kind of like what, what uh, James and Deucen are doing with the return of Faker um, or is, is to kind of adapt these mini comics, but use the filmation stock. Like I would like to see this this Roboto uh, mini comic adapted as a filmation episode using filmation too bad filmation Roboto. I, I'm I'm you know it wouldn't look like the mini comic, but um, I, I like to think think if if they could come up with ways to adapt this particular story. Land because Land Sharks in it in filmation, so you could use that. Couldn't use the Bashasaurus. You'd have to come up with something else, you know, a tack track or 
uh, the a battle ram or wind red or something like that. But the bulk of this story, I felt it could be used in formation. Uh, of course, Roboto doesn't have the arm attachments in formation. He's just got the, the two hands. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think that would be really cool. It's 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 asking a whole lot because God knows it's taken James and Deuce to finish that special a long time to do. But um, I think it'd be fun to see it done like that, though. But uh, I, I'd be open to what you know, like what Nathan was suggesting as well, too, because I they're great stories and, and um, hell, even like with the Golden Book. Uh, VHS, where they took those Golden Book stories, just kind of showed you an image with a little bit of animation with some voiceover work and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, it's just, uh, they're just not appreciated as much by the masses because people are just don't want to take the damn time. Unlike our buddy Kyle, who went and bought a lot of books to say, hey, I'm going to do my damn research and my homework. You know, people need to be reminded right. that there's so much great stories out there. And, uh, you know, to kind of give people a lot of depth and perspective on these characters, and because we're not going to be getting a new cartoon anytime soon, I, I think it's just let's just face facts. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to see something like this come to fruition. It really would. You know, if they don't want to turn over the reins with someone who can who is a competent writer, you know, <laughs> then I say we just go with you know <laughs> the, the best of the past and adapt that. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these guys are saying here in the chat that a uh, vast majority of the voice cast for Filmation have unfortunately passed away, which yeah. I, kind of, I kind of assumed, given, like, the, the well, time John apart and, and everything. Well, John and are still alive, but I, I don't think John would. John, but, well, John I, would. well, I guess my idea was just, like, if they were to turn these into motion comics and get as, like, find people that could mimic it as best they could to yeah. put it together and at least have these many comics, like, in action, I, I think that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be I mean, any of these, I mean, really, um, aside from like a choice few, a lot of these mini comics could become just just as like a, a sampling. Like if Mattel, you know, wanted to do like a fun little uh, giveaway thing at San Diego, hey, we put together like a 30 minute, you know, throwback episode, filmation style, uh, based on one of the mini comics, just to pique people's interest. You can only get it at San Diego or some shit like that. But I, I think there's so many stories. That have Skeletor's Dragon, um, Battle of Roboto, Clash of Arms. Oh, man. Uh, uh, the Stench of Evil. There's so many great stories that I feel like they, they, I think they deserve to. Hey, if Dragon's Gift, Double Edged Sword, and Slave City were all episodes, I mean, why stop there? You know, why can't Search for Keldor get an episode? You know, to see Clamp Chat and Ninja and Scare Glow and Faker depicted, you know? It's a completely out off the wall idea of adapting these things because I'm, I'm not sure people you know think that highly of them like the way we do in terms of like hey I want to see this become an episode but uh, it's an interesting thought. And speaking of interesting thoughts, the sorceress puts a, a protection spell on Roboto at the end. I'm like, well, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Because oh oh yeah. Uh, because uh, you know Nathan's all about you know destroying stories before they even get going. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just uh, uh, sorry. We know what you thought. <laughs> well, I I mean I yeah. It, it then the, the story wouldn't have happened. But I'm just saying like. But that's also assuming that you know she's gonna come and follow Matt and Ospon. Hey, look, jerk off. If you you create this thing, I would have been like, hey, heart. do you know how many times Skeletor is trying to infiltrate the uh, be here already? We gotta, 
we got to cover our asses when you do things like this. We got to have a protection plan in place. That's why I'm here. Right? Yeah, that's what Nathan I'm just trying I'm just trying to get time out. Just, just just stop everything. I'm just trying to get you fired up honestly. Of course you are. <laughs> Wouldn't be an episode of me being on this podcast if I wasn't trying to do that. Joe. Oh no, I, I was letting oh, Nathan I, I, have his moment. <laughs> no, I, I wanted Nathan to have that moment because he hasn't said much. This was his choice, so I wanted to see him when he was razzing you and trying to fire you up, getting you fired up right I'm there. Waiting for, like, but no, you Joe, picked a... Joe say, says calm, he leans back. I'm like waiting for him like take a sip with the straw and put some popcorn into his mouth, you know, and just kind of sits back and enjoys, you know, the ranting and raving and complaining and negativity that comes from me on here. No, no. I, like I said, I just wanted to see it. I wanted to see what he was trying to do to, you know, get you fired up, get you upset. But he picked a good one again. Yeah, like you said, there's, you know, the episodes and the cartoons that you know you were comparing with Slave City and Dragon's Gift and uh, Double Edged Sword. They're they're ones that yeah you get the one feel from the cartoon, which like you said is a little softer. And the mini comics, you feel like it's a little more violent. So. Yeah, I used to always think, though, at one time when I'd read these, I was like, God, these are so much more edgier and they look a little more intense, too. But I guess that's having the best of both worlds. You know, you get one that's, you know, the cartoon, which couldn't do the stuff that was done most of the time in these comics. Like you said, especially with a lot of the the weapon attacking, the uses of death and just the ways they look. Like I said, I mean, especially when you look at Hordak and a lot of these mini comics, especially Spikor. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that Spikor from the mini comic in Filmation instead of that? slapstick goofball way he talked oh this god that is not what i wanted or even expected when i was going to see spike or in the cartoon i did not expect that i uh I, yeah and i'm sure at some point well i know we discussed spike or like maybe what two years ago or something like that and of course well we can always go back and revisit the character yeah. but um i mean and that that's what's unfortunate is that i'm sure a lot of people um will know of his interpretation of formation and think oh well that's what but you look at the figure you don't think that but that's what i worry about is that fans can be so impressionable by seeing very very little and therefore that first thought or first visual of the character mm. they're going to carry that on and think spike or is a klutz or a putz or a yutz or anything that ends with a nuts yeah. you know and uh i don't want that nuts tyler getting kicked in the nuts by chris yeah. pratt kevin yeah, sharp pratt. get on it yeah but uh um <laughs> But uh, but I will say this: like Dragon's Gift, the episode beats the hell out of the mini comic, um, vastly. But I think the Tale of Two Cities is an excellent episode, but it does not beat Slave City, um, mainly because you know we have the character of Lodar and He Man duking it out with Garn and Lodar, um, and then and a hell of a so fight that would have been cool to see, you know, in the cartoon, but we didn't get nothing True. like that. But yeah, that. But yeah, they had a hell of a fight in the mini comic. You're right. I mean, there's there's a balance. There. That's why I kind of feel like double. I mean, Dragon's Gift beats the mini comic. Double Edged Sword, the episode, I think beats the mini comic because it, it's. Um, I kind of feel like that was almost like the script that Larry was given. It was like too much in that book. It's it's not really focusing on the child's ambition to be uh, one of the palace guards who can fight Skeletor and, and team up with He Man Tilly because he doesn't understand, you know the. Uh, the the casualties of war and what happens when you fight the people can't get hurt. I think Heck, you know what that could even be something good, Tyler. I think one time, especially with Nathan, if he'd want to join us for that, is possibly doing a comparison thing to where some of those comics and cartoon episodes you said 
to maybe we could watch one, read one, discuss, see which one, why we thought would be better. Because it would always be interesting, especially, like I said, a different voice with Nathan to think which did he prefer. But, yeah, I, it'd be good. Oh, to maybe, maybe that's that what, just, I, well, I, I tell you what, then. Um, maybe that's what we should do on the when, – when, when, um, you know, after we have our, our Kevin episode, too, is that uh, we should try to um, watch Tale of Two Cities and then go back to Slave City and have Nathan check that out. And all three yeah. of us, that way we, you know... And it, we, I like uh, that. Yeah, and just make that the episode is sure, kind of discussing sure. this. And we wouldn't have to do a commentary for Tele... We can always go back and do that. That's how you That's how you prolong the podcast and episodes. Like, we'll discuss it in a different way than we would go back and do a commentary for it, you know, much later down the road. Keep, keeps it fresh. Keeps it fresh, yeah. yeah. All right. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm down to do that. That would be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Nathan, I, 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 you well, have any I, final thoughts on this? You going to join us for the commentary or what? Uh, I'll sit out for the commentary because I, I didn't really watch it beforehand. So I'll let you, you guys okay. take over for that. I, uh, I'm going to say this. I hope that if there ever comes a day where there will be a, a new Masters Universe cartoon that adapt a little bit. From more of these mini comics that uh, yeah. just kind of yeah do that 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 would be a lot of fun yeah and I mean, even if you didn't like the whole thing I think I mean I, I feel like you know there's maybe some of those um you know earlier stories don't have like the best stories in general but like the power of Castle Grayskull it's a fun mini comic but I feel like you could do a little bit more with it kind of flesh it out a little bit because it's more or less a storybook as opposed to a comic book but I mean you do you you're gonna do Clash of Arms. That ought to be like Sin City, where you just copy panel for panel. You don't change anything. You just make that story. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that's something that needs to be looked at, and not just, hey, you knew nothing about He-Man, didn't grow up with it. I bet you got some great ideas. You know, you know don't. That's, that's, that's <laughs> hey, you over movie. there with the man bun, come here. Yeah, we, uh... yeah. You you had some really lame ass jokes that should be on some, like some shitty CW uh, sitcom on Thursday nights. What do you think we should do with this toy line here? Is and making into a uh, an animated series. I think it lends itself well to comic, because, I mean, look at this guy in the loincloth. Wah, wah, wah. You know. Yeah, I can't say it enough. It's like when t uh, Nathan and I were doing Never Hike Alone commentary earlier, and that's a fan movie, a Friday the 13th fan movie. And you could tell that was they were fans, and it was made by the fans for the fans, and it shows. I was bringing that up, and I was kind of reflecting it into Masters of the Universe, Princess Power. It's like, okay, if you want people to do it, really, you got to get some people that are fans and really know this property. Don't get somebody just because, hey, this guy is a director. Hey, this guy's a writer. He must be able to do it great. I don't care if you're a writer or a director. It doesn't mean you know this property, and you're going to butcher the hell out of it. Get fans involved somehow. Okay, if you're going to be the director or something, get some people that know this shit and can absorb it and have read it and listened and watched the cartoons for years and can really get the passion and emotion from the fans to the fans that's what it should be but but you get instead like you said somebody said hey wow i had the stratos figure when i was five damn it i love master universe and that's all they know and suddenly now they're writing the new story it's like none of this makes sense so and yeah, that's and you see that goofy ass i didn't watch it because i don't want to hear anything more about it, but like oh no, I, I know yeah he was gonna make it that, 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 style, like oh so when, and that's when what amazes me I brought that up, Tyler. I said it, and even Dushin, he even uh, backed me up what I said. I said, hmm, they're saying he had a Lord of the Rings style, and it was going to be like this and all this fantasy stuff. I was like, 
Um, he's the same guy that showed us that godforsaken awful battleground or battlesuit Tila showed all those drabby vehicles and bland backgrounds that looked barren, like futuristic. I was like, yeah, that sounds like Lord of the Rings. Looks like Lord of the Rings. Get the hell out of here. He wasn't going to do that. We were going to get the most piece of crap. I hate how everyone has to say, it's going to be like Star Wars. It's going to be like Lord of the Rings. There's no comparison. You know, as if like, Oh, it must be good. They're going to copy something else that's already been done. You know. Hey, Tyler, it's March now. Remember, it's March, Tyler. This movie's coming out in December. Oh, Remember. Oh, yeah, it's... this December. They start filming this summer. And they're going to have six we got months it. to film the damn thing. Oh, cast it because, you know, cast, they've yet to do it. that. Yeah, it's happening, though. It's. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. That's why we never talk. We, we hate talking about it because this comes up every time. But, oh, Jesus. Nathan, give us a final thought before Tal and I start doing us, our commentary. Unless this is Go being ahead. filmed by, like, Canon Pictures and, like, they're like, fronting at Sony. You know, with <laughs> Canon's back, everybody. Yeah, Canon's back. They're going to film <laughs> it in Prague for 13 days and turn it in, you know, with, we, a, with a $10 million budget. We get a Superman 5 with that, too. Go ahead. We could have. We should have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, um, I know I, the, the mini comic school, as I said before, it's uh, it was different. It was nice to see minimal dialogue. Let the action speak for itself. Let the the art. And uh, I did. I didn't do the research to look and see that Larry had done it. But now that we now I know that that it's even cooler. And uh, I guess before I go, let's I'm going to say hello to uh, Devil's three year old Clayton. I hope you've had your earmuffs on a little bit a time or two because uh, those four letter words don't go repeating those because you'll get in trouble. Sorry. And hey, I just know something else. He also said, my boy keeps saying, uh-oh, bad guy, every time he sees me. Uh, no, I'm not a bad guy. No, no, no. Nope. Well, he wouldn't right. think that if Joe would show his face. Uh, no, they Ch- really Children are very pers- uh, perceptive, Joe. So, uh, yeah. He knows your connections. Maybe Clayton's yeah. with the FBI. Yeah. Hot, yeah. hot on your trail. Yeah, he's kind of like 21 Jump Street. He's posing to be a youngster, but really he's just, he's like, he's kind of crop, you know, he's probably... Yeah, he, he's actually 43 years old. Yeah. It's coming for you, Joe. Mob boss, Mod Lock over there. That's right. At least I always have a smile. All right. Well, All right. Nathan, if you're, if you're heading out, we'll get into the... Uh, the commentary and then of course everybody after the commentary you can have any questions for us so stick around for that and i'm sure nathan might return for that part of the show as well yeah i'll be in there i gotta gotta give you guys a little bit of hell before we end this thing yeah so, i'll see you soon i'll see you soon all right now this yeah now this i'm gonna pass it to tyler because got tyler's gonna tell everybody which episode we're gonna listen to and it's gonna oh, be down oh, the link you'll tell them yeah, how I'm to get Oops. sued it's like, like I'm signing right now, and never can hear it. <laughs> but you'll have All to right. give everybody what to do. All right, I'm, we're using a, uh, a link on YouTube, so you can watch it. You know, for free, you don't have to pay for it or anything like that. Or if you watch it on DVD, but I'm gonna count down from three, and we'll all hit play together. Three, two, one, play. Bing. Keeping that mind or that sound you heard earlier from Tyler just happened right there. You know, anytime that Castle Grayskull or He Man, of course, popped up in Sheer, I just remember as a kid just getting so damn giddy because yeah. you know, I, the, you know, we weren't getting any more new He Man episodes, and of course, love Sheer just as much, you know, watching the cartoon. But boy, any reference, but I just remember I'd go nuts seeing Castle Grayskull or He Man or something. That's when it'll start happening in this episode. I don't know your thoughts on it, but these kind of episodes I love the most seeing the brother and sister teaming up to take on the bad guys. And this was my first time seeing the crossover. Like in the, from this 
very exact. This is the one I used to rent. This is the exact copy I rented as a child that I bought from Beyond. Uh, oh no, kidding! Yeah. Oh wow. Actual, okay. The actual one, the same clamshell, the exact same tape that was in my VCR as a child when I rented it is all here. So this how is cool how is I, that? I viewed this episode uh, many, many times. Um, I bought it with my own own money. I think I paid like five dollars for it, and I was so proud. Um, going out it, of business sale, I take it. Is that what they it was? Were, they were going uh, out. Of- what I would learn, they eventually they were, but they were just kind of selling uh-huh. movies from the, and that's how I bought He Man and Shira tapes. Uh, was was through that. And okay. uh, I rented this. They had uh, this one in the uh, uh, volume with Huntara, and uh, I think right. volume one as well. And I used to rent uh, the Huntara tape a lot too. But this one, especially because Laughing mm. Dragon was Look attached to it in this one. And uh, but uh, a beautiful panning shot of, of Castle Grey Skull here. And um, I just for, for me because like I said, I didn't get to watch as much Shira on TV. I got to see some, but this is the first time we're getting to see the He Man cast. And interacting with Shira, so it, it really was mind blowing to me, and just it was fun. Like I, I really liked Orko, and I, 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 um, I just he was like kind of like a buddy uh, in this episode, like someone you can just we'll, we'll love to pal around with because he's just um, Laird Taylor does a great job because he wrote this episode. He gr- does a great job of depicting everybody, especially Orko, because this is an Orko centric episode. And, uh, and anytime, even you know, and oh, here she goes with her little yeah, version of Fantasia. Little Fantasia it's like all these, yeah, yeah, like Orko's got to do it physically. She's just like bang. But I always like that stuff too. Anytime you could see anything within Castle Grayskull, I remember I get so excited because you always wanted to see more of the secrets and parts and rooms of the place. And of course, just even seeing Orko and Sorceress together, just doing something is different. But yeah. we knew it was you know, but we knew we were leading up to something when she was like, "Watch out about these portals!" Like. I, think we know what might be going on here but i liked yeah trying Bam, to keep that s- little skeleton from sneezing I, I just thought it's it's a fun way of getting orca on ethereum and just is lost immediately and um uh, this is my favorite shira episode hands down you know what's funny is as a kid because you know again i just you know watched them all the time and i never rented them but i also forgot like when i'd watch this that Orko didn't know who Shiva was and never was on a theory. I forgot that, you know, at least from this episode, you know, this is his, you know, first time seeing Shira. Yeah. I just remember, you know, I, I just was always under the pressure. I was like, wait, I thought he, you know, he's seen her already. I was like, oh, wait, no, in Secret of the Sword, I don't think he's seen her. So, you know, your mind, especially when you're younger, sometimes plays tricks on you. But I like that kind of little smash with him and Madame Raz there when they kind of meet up. You always like seeing, you know, it's like crossover stuff. Yeah, because this stuff. is wonderful. This makes sense. There should be a moment where Orca, Madame Raz, and Broom all meet. And this this is perfect storytelling. This is the logical um first person Orko should meet should be Madame Raz and Broom. And, and the curiosity, yeah. like they, they clearly look like you're, you're all, you know. Uh. And you know what? This also is what we're going to see, and I've said it a million times, and I'm going to try to do a research on this. Look at Mantena. Yeah. Bam. He accomplished what he had to do. I've said this so many times. I hate the disrespect that they, they always show to Mantena, meaning he's the one that always gets the trapdoor treatment. I know yeah. and it's supposed to be funny when it happens, but I'm thinking – you know, Capture, the one supposed to be the force of Captain doing everything. I've always said every time she turns in that damn panther, she um, she barely accomplishes anything. What, maybe once, twice? But Mantena, the one that's getting disrespected, look at this. And, of course, a new power with his eye beams. He's got so many things 
this guy, like I said, should get more respect because Mantena, I think, has accomplished more in the cartoon than many of the other evil Horde members. At least it seems like that at times. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times he ought to be the one depicted as Force Captain, but that's why I feel like if you're going for a little bit more, with that's why I feel like you know if they if they were to hire you know competent writers to uh, work on a current Shira cartoon, uh, you could really build up you know making Catra a legitimate uh, contender to be a Force Captain and like earn her right to and why she is Force Captain. Obviously, in the cartoon, it's just it's a it's a throwaway title to give to her. It's not really you know they're not really going to take a whole lot of time to build the villains consistently because this is you know. Individual episodes, a little bit of continuity here and there, you know. It's, yeah, and it's that's not... it, like I said, that's the benefit half the time. I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong. Yes, a little continuity if they were to make new ones is good, but you don't get to get this kind of stuff, these nice good one-off episodes to yeah. where you don't have to know 50 episodes to lead to this. It's like that's the one thing that they miss with these things. But well, here you see Broom. He's flying off. He's letting Shira know what the heck's going on as Orko and Madame Raz, like you've seen right now, like are this, that, kind catching of his breath. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought yeah. that was such a fun moment as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Lou Schreiber does such a great job as the voice of Broom. And I just like Broom in general. Like, I just thought he was a, a, a fun character. Yeah, I liked um, him. And I love Swift Man's voice by Lou Scheimer here. Oh, I love his voice, and I always loved this stuff when she would communicate yeah. with the sorceress. We got the oh man, it got me so giddy that they would talk and speak with each other, and just to know that she's going to be sending He Man. That stuff, I, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, God, I got so pumped when she uh, she said, I, he man will want to help, too. I'll, I'll send for him immediately. Oh, man. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. That's it. I mean, that's what you're hoping. When you see the Oracle pop up, you see the beginning of Castle Grayskull, immediately in your mind as a kid, you're just thinking, oh, please, he, let He-Man be there, too. I want to see He-Man and his sister together. You loved watching them and seeing them together. So when she talked with the sorceress and she made that mention right there, we knew what was coming. So. And, and we this, get to the this gritty old wonderful build-up to Hordax entrance, like by this point you've seen it many times, but I like that great, chair. How it rises. Yeah, this panning shot up yeah. to the top of the throne, and then the chair rises. Yeah, it's epic as hell. How many? It is because how many times has that entrance in that cool pan around spin been shown of Hordak? Has that been shown a lot in the cartoons? Because it seems like it's just real noticeable here. How yeah, right I mean, there, you know. I. Don't recall it, but then again, too, I am not going to pretend like I have every episode of Shira memorized because I do not. But I've always linked that bit of animation to this episode, only this episode. So, okay. Um, but it may have been featured, but it's depicted very seriously in this episode. Oh, this whole sequence here, like this whole yeah, episode. I like how Oracle so eats. Yeah, and Orko ain't even scared calling him Bonehead or whatever. It's I love how Orko ain't scared. I mean, yeah. this is, and it gets him a little freaked out. But you're right. I And I love how they're so curious about Orko. That, that's what that, it makes it great in this episode. Oh, of course, wait, here comes He-Man. I'll get to that yeah. other part in a second. But there you go. Get to see his sis. Always like that moment because, you know, oh, man, now we were going to see the and tag team of power. Too, so or- Hordak has Orko, does he? Like, I just love he's ready to come here and kick some ass, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, he's on here yes. on business. I love that, and we're just we're ready to jump right into it. 
And I love this. I love how they talk about Orko yeah. and how Shadow Weaver, you know, they just can't figure this creature out and how they make him sound so special and powerful. This is what I love about Orko, especially when we found out he's the most powerful wizard in all of Trala. And, you know, of course, in the cartoon, he doesn't get to showcase as much as we'd love. That's why I wish, man, I wish we kind of got more out of him because they make it seem like he's such a special, unique individual and, and a very powerful one at that, especially if he has his magic working correctly all the time. There's a little buzzsaw Hordak for you. Yeah, a little bit. I like Orko's face there, though, too. You see how he's looking angry? Like, he wasn't even yeah. scared. I kind of... Quite, quite I defiant like... towards Hordak, you know? Yeah. Which yeah, the only time makes you freaked... wonder how Orko's magic would work on Etheria. Like, on Eternia, it doesn't work as much because, you know, not being on Trala, it's, it's a little more magical-based planet. But Ether... I'm just kind of curious that those rules... I know, I get it. And most of this is Apply just stuff other... for story. Yeah. But I'm, I, I would, you know, I'm just curious. Yeah, if Orca's magic would be stronger on Ethereum or any different, or yeah, I know, I know completely what you mean. And I also like that. See, when you first see this, when he's trying to check out what's in his mind, and you see this nonsense. Yeah, I never took it like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't take it like they were saying Orco has nothing going on upstairs. But basically, well, that's how I took it. Orco's so powerful. Well, me, I always took it as. He's so powerful with his magic. He's screwing with yeah. Hordak. Like, you can't get in my head. That's that's another mystery of why the hell can't I read this guy's mind? Let's look, see how he's sitting there waving defiantly. Yeah. Like, of that gotcha. head, that's one of the best shots of Hordak is like, what the hell? <laughs> right. And he yells, Silence! I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a this great is a good sequence. one. Yeah, I, I love yeah. it to death. It just, it just having Orko be so like giving the finger. To Hordak through this whole sequence here, and then when the the, the mind sweeper blows up, and he's like, "That was fun. Can we do it again?" Just cut, I mean, just yeah, pouring salt on the wound and just irritating the hell out of Hordak. Yeah, and also with it blowing up to like that kind of is making Shadow Weavers think, "Jesus!" I mean, he blew up the mind sweeper. Like she knows there's something powerful there. Like maybe Horde Prime can see what's going on. They have their little plot. It's it's a shame though, like you said, he didn't get the shine in this episode of doing any of this magic because they're really making him show he's coming across as being so powerful, but we didn't get to see him do nothing. And that was the only thing I wish we could have. But you know what? It still worked. It worked plenty. Yeah. You know, it, it still was a great episode. I just I was waiting for the moment. Him to do something or hell, even him and Madame Raz together would have did some kind of magic spells, but it's a fun episode. It's one that, yeah, you know, at times when I'm watching an episode, I always like giving an episode shit or saying something. But I, I really didn't want to do it for this, you know, this episode. I, I wouldn't did. have I just... because this is my favorite Sheer episode, period. <laughs> He's like, that's it. He's like, Nathan, cut Joe's feed right now. I'll finish yeah, the commentary I'll, I'll finish by commentary myself. solo here. Right. Yeah, I, I just, it's it's a, I mean, I, 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 mean, I know everyone has, their favorite episodes, but I, I just think this is the perfect Shira episode. Not just because it's it's a He-Man crossover, but it's a great story. The villains are very strong in this episode. It's a fun action adventure episode. It's not silly or hokey or played down to be a little bit more like girl friendly or child friendly, you know, because this was meant for to gir- to attract girls to the show a little bit more. But uh, that was one of the good things. And shows the equal. Yeah, it's an equal balance. You're you know, right. It is. That's why when I rented this as a kid, right. I didn't feel ashamed that I'm renting a show that was meant for girls because I'm like, this is it a never felt episode. like that. Yeah. Yeah. She were just always just was a kick ass hero, no matter what. You never look there and think, oh, this is a girl. It's like, 
she's a kick-ass hero. And you didn't ever look at her as a kid in any kind of sexualized manner as much as people want to say that's how we did it back then. No, no. This, this, it's this, like this PC, and she, you know, uh, assholes with agendas and stuff like that, you know. And it shows, like I said, uh, the other thing is, look at how equal He-Man and She-Ra are. They yeah. complement each other. It's not like they're trying to one-up each other or He-Man puts her down or she puts He-Man down. They're both there just to save the day and to showcase their talents, their powers of how they can. And it's it's teamwork, too. That's what's great. While one does one, somebody does another thing. It's just, it's a again, a perfect balance to a great episode. Now, let me tell you, as, we're, as they crash into the Fright Zone here, as a child, from that moment until we get to this, even though it's very brief, but as a child, this was like the defining moment of, of like Grizzlord and Leech, especially Grizzlord. The sequence here of like, you know, uh, four squadrons ready. We're going to go attack him and Shira. I get, oh my God, I could not wait to see this action <laughs> sequence. I, it was just, it was, it, it was exhilarating to see this fight. And yes, it's only a few seconds, but as a child, it was everything to me. Just to anybody that would take on these guys hand to hand, like they do here in a moment, it was, oh, they're not strong. It makes you anxious. And it does, yeah. like I said, it gets you anxious because wow, he's got Shira and Grizzlor has got He Man. Like, oh wow, it's kind of holding there. What the hell is going to go on? And yes, we know that the good guys are going to have their, of course, you know, come up and, and take care of business. But I did like that, just seeing them. We got you, we got you. It's like, oh, but and using brute mind. strength that you know they did struggle a bit, but obviously, yep. you know, I just would. Oh my god, it was just. Still to this day, when I watch this, I get all pumped and excited. And the Grizzle just calls him, you know, muscle man. Like, yeah, you're no big deal. I love it. Oh, here, and here comes, comes here, the special one. Remember, this is the one that's just, she's so great and she's awesome when she turns into this. And man, Tenna sucks. And what happens again? Every time she turns into the Panther form, she's like, let me get this one. And simple enough. That's she's why done. we've seen her standing by the chain. She didn't even There move. you go. Okay, there went. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna find it. One catch or two her, episodes catch, where she at least catch her fans. Pin. If you like her because you like her, that's fine. But don't don't try and argue Say she's, that you know that she's you know uh, portrayed as like the, one of the most competent villains. No, and it's unfortunate, but that she always just yeah, she could never be. accomplishes anything in that damn panther. Yeah, I think she tackled Bo one time or pinned him or something. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe secret that's of the it, sword. But... Yeah. Yeah, every other time it's some nonsense. But now they're looking for Orko. They got they got Madam Raz free. And she knows where Orko is and what's going on. So at least Madam Raz gets to do her thing of helping. I remember them. as a kid, I was like, why can't Madam Raz come along? You know, I, I just one of those things as a child and watching like, well, she's cool. Let her come. Oh, but, I know, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. They have to highlight He Man and She Ra together. They gotta be doing their their things. But at least yeah. she gets to do something. Yeah. I, I I just because I I always find her and, and Orko so likable as a kid like it just there were people that you would want to you know, as a child want to hang out with you know and her and Orko yeah. both and Broom I just thought I'd love to hang out with them but uh, yep, and here we are getting ready to come up and just taking our our first shot of Mantisar yeah and. I remember that now as a kid, since he was never name dropped in this episode yeah. as Mantasaur, I just remember I thought, oh, he's kind of like a big kind of like green insect. And yeah. I remember having my Mantasaur. And then eventually I looked at him and I was like, are they supposed to be the same thing? And I was like, don't get me wrong. I love this look. And I'll admit, this would be one cool ass thing to have yes, a figure form. But I'm, and it would. But I just remembered my toy Mantasaur thinking, if that's supposed to be him, I wish I would have the toy one in there. But it's still a cool ass different looking one. So. Yeah, maybe they'll get on that. Maybe we'll see this in figure form someday. And there we go. Need a lift? Bam. Get him on that damn rocket. 
while He-Man's taking care of the Rocket, and now it's time She-Ra to take care of what's going on with Hordak here, Mantisaur, and yeah, this is just a great sequence that Hornet thinks he's won and Horde oh, oh, yeah. lifts up the damn floor. You know, that, that's how yeah. much of a badass she is. Yeah, that metal floor reflects it back, but I love this spell thing, which this was something somebody last year wanted me to make, and I thought, well, maybe I don't want it to be made, but you're going to see in a second. This was always freaky to me to see what happens to poor yeah, Shadow Yeah, I thought Weaver. it was kind of creepy, too, as a kid. Yeah. Using that spell on She-Ra, She-Ra's going to use her breath, blow that stuff right back, and make a very frightening-looking Shadow Weaver here. This thing is, that's a scary little thing. Yeah, and a pissed-off pig. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> a pissed-off pig. But, yeah, but now, yes, here we go where I think I we're going like to finally get fight. to see. This is Ma- a cool fight with, with yeah. Mantisaur and Hordak. It's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's beautifully animated with the you know, snapping the claws. You know, Very, very cool. Yep, and got its got its claw on Shira for a second, like oh shoot! But yeah, like we know that's yeah, not she gonna just, Boom! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Bam! There you go. So many great <laughs> shots. <laughs> like of, like, Hordak has a yeah. lot of great facial expressions in this episode. Yep. From the Kicked laughing that to that slimy pit. Yeah. Yep. To his shocked looks and everything. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's great. Like Larry did a great job of of you know, or, you know whoever storyboarded it. I mean, because there's so many great guys, great talent working on, on the Shearer show when it when it was um, greenlit. So there's a lot of yeah. attention and care. And you see He-Man here on the rocket. A lot of more uh, details in his uh, anatomy. Like his muscles a little bit more defined, even more so. Yep. Um, yeah, we get that familiar punch. But you're right. Other the other shots, yes, quite different. Yeah, because if he would have went to outer spaces, his ass would have been. He would have blacked out. Yeah, definitely. and they, they make a point. You know, he says, look, I, I can't, I, mean, I won't be able to breathe, whereas, like we see in the Christmas special, all bets are off. There are no rules in the Christmas special, so when you watch it, just accept yeah, that before you that, watch it. And Assault on the Hive, where they're yeah, in outer space, and with the media. Yes. <laughs> right, right. So, it's like, hey, you said this, but uh, but this happened, but that's all right. Yeah, just, just to go. So, there's the Horde Trooper. Yeah, Horde, Horde Trooper got his ass out of there. He took his little skate pod. I've Orko's left crying. Orko Even though I knew he was going to get saved, it was still sad to see Orko crying. I was like, oh, man, this is depressing. Yep. And, and there's, here comes He-Man's boom, familiar punch. And that's why I always love She-Ra's kick. It's like He-Man had the punch, She-Ra had the kick. I, I, I liked it that, yeah, it didn't just have her doing uh, you know, her version of a punch. That's yeah. why I like that. Her iconic thing was that spin kick. Yeah, using those beautiful legs of hers to kick some ass. Yep, kicking somebody, kicking a wall, whatever she had to do. But yeah, He Man's basically tell him jump, get out of here. So basically, just float out of here, and He Man will have to, he'll have to take his jump. Yeah, this was this, a fun this, sequence, and I liked it again. Shows the power of Shira. We always like seeing her pick up, doing some crazy feat of strength, and of course, saving the day for her brother. That's uh, well, shit, you know that pole busted. He's falling down, but she's gonna save him. Yeah, yeah, and her show like He Man's here, but she gets you know the final like feat of strength. Catching your yes. brother by throwing a horde hay hands uh, hey transport. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It just shows that, you know, even though He Man's here, She Ra's here, it's it's her show. She's not going to be downplayed because the man's here. Right. You know. And also done without like belittling one or the other. It yes, just that's works. how you do it, they- That's how you write She Ra. And of course, this this made me insanely jealous of Orko's kill. Oh, I want to oh boy, she was so so mm-hmm. bad. And yeah, this was it. 
Yeah. Nice introduction. He comments on her being really gorgeous and saying that gets a kiss and oh boy, there goes yeah. the hat. God, this yeah. drove me I know nuts that. as a kid. <laughs> oh, I thought he's so, so good. lucky. <laughs> yeah, would have been something. Yeah, I am thankful though that you know again we never got to air, but we did get to talk to the voice, you know, and uh, Melinda Britt. Uh, Mel- yeah, Melinda we Britt there and and tell her that you know I had oh she's so you know, just she still we, sounds yeah, so that hot was and just, elegant. I wish that somehow we, we it sucks that that was a lost episode because that was a that was a telephone one when using Hangouts or Skype or however it worked and it just something didn't work. I'm hoping that, yeah maybe I'll try to contact her and see if she'd like to come back to the show do another one and hope and obviously now that we do hangouts like this it won't get erased because boy she is a sweetheart and just amazing to talk to just so much love you can feel it within her heart and the way she was speaking about how she worked on the cartoon her interaction with fans what the fans meant to her and every story they had it's just yeah just such a great great lady so we're gonna try to get my voice came through terrible i was so mad when i found out the dog had me like switch Using going to use using my desktop instead of uh, my phone at the time, and my voice came through horrible. Oh my god! And wow. it was just yeah, like, I, it, it was I just, can't remember. It was completely botched, but she heard everything we said, and she was so sweet. And, and uh, it was like just listening to she talk to us right now, man. This is incredible. Yeah, that was great. I mean, I never thought. I mean, who'd have think in your life you'd be speaking with somebody that worked on the cartoon that you just yeah. love something that much? It's like it's yeah. Talk about well, starstruck. That's that, what that I mean, kind of was. Yeah, and I, I remember I contacted her agent after we we I told her about well we lost the episode. She said, "Well, contact us in about another month, and we'll we'll try and reschedule." And of course, we never did. It was just kind of like it almost felt like the the wind was taken out of the sails when you get excited, <laughs> you have it done. We got to do it again. It's just kind of it kind of felt like it loses its magic, you know. Even though I'm thankful, hey, we'll that, see. You know, I got to experience it with Joe. Um, you know, it was a short one because we were told we had to keep it short. However, for such a short day, she went along with us. Yeah, we uh, she we went sold a little ourselves. bit. Remember, that's what I like. Yeah, every time we usually would have a guest of somebody that's worked on the show or the cartoon or a movie. Usually, there's some kind of like time they figure, well, we'll maybe have this time, X amount of time. But once we start talking with them and they just feel the excitement that we have and just you know the interaction. They usually stay a lot longer, and they enjoy and want to come back. So maybe April, May, we'll see if we can uh, contact her and hopefully get something going. No promises, but if it does happen, that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many people I would love to talk to, but some of them, it's uh, really hard. I mean, to this day, I still would love to talk to Larry Dottilio. I mean, I wouldn't know where to begin with the man, but it's impossible to. <laughs> It's impossible to contact some of these people. Some of them don't have contact information. Or if they do, wow. it's not, you know, like I'm sure James probably knows it. Like how John Adkin, I don't know, he's gotten in contact with a lot of the cast from the movie and stuff like that too. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that worked on, you know, on He-Man some form or fashion that I would love for us to have on the podcast. But it's, it's impossible to get some of these people. If it wasn't for Danielle, we wouldn't have gotten Robbie London on the podcast. So it's... It's it's and it's Danielle. a hard thing to do. And she's a sweet, yeah, sweetheart yeah. for hooking us up with stuff too. Another great person that we're going to have to have back yeah. on the show too. We're going to have so, her and, but, and uh, James back on the podcast because you know got to have got to do another commentary with James Heathcock on the podcast. Almost so. definitely. 
And yeah. I was going to say, before we pass to the questions, because first, I'll, if you have any suggestions, anything, do that. But I'll say to the chat room, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want us to discuss from the cartoons, toys, mini comics, whatever it is, put it up here. We'll answer it. And really quick, JSP said he'll be seeing uh, Melendi Britt in two weeks. She'll be at the TFCon March 15th to the 17th. I'm assuming that means Transformers. And that sounds stupid. I don't know what a TFCon is. I always you know what bot that con, is? which I always knew that was like the big Transformers, but hell, I'm I don't know if that's like an old, old version of the Transformers. I have no idea. There's, there's so many. I mean, hell, Larry Houston was at like something called Toy Con, you know, this past week, where Peter, uh, where Peter Collin and Frank Welker were there doing photo ops and stuff. So, um, yeah, we have nothing yeah. around here. I think we're gonna have something called the Fantastic Con that comes at the end of March, beginning of April. It's, like in, said, it's, it's in Joe's front yard. Where I live. come up and take pictures with Joe. He wouldn't have it in his front yard, though. He doesn't. He wouldn't want people to know where he lives. Uh, well, no, 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 no. He would just say, "I don't live here. I just uh, this, I've rented this house for for the convention. I got to well, Why not be at the Parts Unknown McDonald's? I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah. he could show up yeah, and the have, you know, entertain the kids and stuff like that at a McDonald's like birthday party. You know, or go out to the playland. Con in the world, boy. Does your McDonald's have a playland? Uh, no, I don't even know what that, that is. To be honest, that sounds what do you stupid. Mean, but it's the big nope, playground nope. outside your McDonald's. Wow, that would have been amazing. We never had that. That <laughs> wow, I didn't know this. No, really, didn't know anything about that. But that sounds cool. What about cool. your Burger King? Um, Does Burger King have a playland, like a ball pit and the slide and stuff? Are you just making this up? Just to, no, or no, are you no, serious? No, 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 not all McDonald's. And, and some were even more elaborate, but they used to have playgrounds called Playlands on the sides of McDonald's wow. that were pretty elaborate playgrounds for kids. And Burger King has wow. some. Chick Fil A has some now too. Jesus, and, um, well, I mean, we're talking like hmm. if you if, if you do a Google search for McDonald Playlands in the eighties, they were really elaborate playgrounds for kids to play around with. Like the Burger wow. King in Radford, that's huh? no longer here. That's down the road from where me and Nathan live. Used to have a nice little spin slide out in this gravel playground with a little rocking accessories and stuff it was it was a blast uh, to go i'm just thinking about all those times that i played in the ball pits and i'm just like man i wonder how many like diseases I could, uh, yeah like i could have gotten yeah damn those things are nasty yeah quick they were, blast. Just, uh, they were a blast well i just want to see because i'm trying to compare of just um by chance do any of your restaurants have uh like you know, plate glass windows to where in case somebody would shoot, they wouldn't get <laughs> shot if they worked it back there. Because I'm just saying. No. <laughs> ghetto, ghetto Amato here. No, I'm just saying that's how a lot of the restaurants I go to have it. And you have to put the money in a thing and it spins it around. So they take the money and they spin your change back around. Joe lives in the Robocop big... universe. This is like that Walmart. Nope. They, have to, they have to barricade up the $5 DVDs. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so we never had a. Playground, you ain't gonna see it in our places, but um, well, first JSP did say that uh, that is it's a Transformers uh convention in Canada, so okay, all cool. right, well, thank you for that, JS. And uh, Grimbot said, get James to talk about Masters of Space and pre Secret of the Sword movie ideas. Well, if we have him on and if he's willing to divulge any information, we'll definitely ask him on that stuff, but we could do that. Yeah. Um, Amation. Uh, see, and uh, Emotional has a question, which I think is it's always stemming from, uh, especially Nathan and Tyler said, question for Joe, would you ever make a Coupon King custom figure? Yes. Um, that has a I, yes. I mean, uh, we, we, yes, okay. so, we kind of want to do a thing where you guys submit ideas somewhere and then we take that and Joe makes a figure and here's the Coupon King. 
someday I could try the coupon king. So thank you for well, that. Well, see, Hangler does um, free now. You guys got to be able to fork over the cash. Like free, free. Oh shoot, I don't understand what free is unless I'm getting something free. If it's me giving away something free, <laughs> something I've never done. Yeah, you can but, send uh, all the things you want to Joe, but when you, you know, when, if you want something from Joe, you better be exchanging something green in return. <laughs> right, definitely. Um, Adam Gabbard said, Joe, Tyler, and Nathan, what other toys do you like today from the past till now besides the He-Man and She-Ra toys that we all love today? I don't know if he's asking if what we liked. Um, from the past that they still make today or things that they make now. I mean, I, I know, um, as for me, only things I collect are Friday the 13th. I don't collect anything else, but I know that Jesus, Nathan and Tyler, I know that there's supposed to be all them new Ninja Turtle figures that you guys were talking about that target has in other places or something. Boom. Go, go to target. These guys are out. This is the only one that I've been able to find so far, but they got the rest. Uh, if you look there, that'll zoom in a little bit better. Focus on that. Come on. Come How on, much are those bad boys? Come on. Oh, oh man, these are fifty-two dollars. Because you are you are That's getting two. You, well, you are getting two NECA figures, and they usually charge about twenty-five, twenty-seven dollars yeah. a piece. So it it makes sense. But go to your targets if you find them as some extra ones. Uh, I, hit me up. Feel free to mail me the rest. I will pay you somehow. And you can send them to me for free. You know no, I mean? don't, don't, you don't want this. See, I'll, I will actually pay you for it. He just, he just wants, he just hey, wants I'm not free Joe. stuff. I'm not Joe. <laughs> right, right. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I am. What about you, Tyler? What do you um, collect? Anything you collect besides Masters? Um, if I, if I had, you know, I, and I've, money's been a little bit better, but, um, so it allows me to try and collect a little bit more. Like I've been, you know, chasing you know current NECA turtle stuff and the uh, Diamond Selects real Ghostbusters. I'm like, I, I about lost my mind when the, like, I saw that this finally had come out. Um, but uh, uh, I still, if I come across them, I still love to collect the uh, Thundercats, Bionic Six because I'm sporting it right here. Uh, Brave Star, Silverhawks, GI Joe, uh, Transformers. Um, uh, I, pretty much all, all, all the toy lines of the A's, they will always catch my angels from. Uh, 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 sectars, Black Star, all that oh, stuff. Uh, Supernaturals, uh, Diner Riders, um, all, all those kick-ass lines. But um, I mean, all, pretty much all the eighties stuff. I'm, you're always going to grab my attention. Any, anything from the eighties toll lines, some nineties, but um, current stuff. It's it's He-Man, Neca stuff on occasion. Um, it's just I, I'm very choosy. Like I, I you know, Turtles. Turtles is another one, uh, you know, classic turtles. That's something I like to collect when I can too. So it's just lack of space, making sure you have money to comfortably spend, and things like that too. But I have high ambitions and just running out of room and and always making sure you got money to do it. But I, uh, yeah, those are just uh, name drop some. Oh, freaking awesome! And I do understand the lack of space and lack of money, so I know where you're coming from there. Yeah, but, I'm pretty pretty yeah. much certain I'm not getting Snake Mountain because I just don't want to pay six hundred bucks. Just to get something I got to store and not display. Like, it's just kind of mm. pointless. And I'm, yeah. you know, eh, don't need it. Well, don't so. worry. I'm sure Nathan will probably keep an eye out to finish Eternia for you. But, yeah. all right. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Amazing. Maybe. <laughs> um, Delva said, I, I hope he's joking because I think I've been good. He said, Joe, are you aware that you showed three forces of your face tonight? You I don't did know not. if my mask has you moved. You did not. He's okay. trying, he's, he's trying right, to steal my material by saying you, your face showed. Oh my God! He flipped over everything and that had me freaking out that week. And... Damn it! I, 
<laughs> Yo, you had me freaked because my, my mirror was shifted and everything. And I thought, I was like, what the hell happened? I started reaching for my mask. I, I, I didn't know what the hell happened. I was like, okay, well, that's there. But you, you did have me freak that week. So thank you for that, Tyler. And thanks for that, uh, Delvis. Um, I have an impression see, I have uh, to do, apparently. All right, we'll get to that. Um, Who that Whale says, no question, but wanted to say, hope you're all doing good and life's been good to you. Well, I hope the same to you too, Who that Whale. I, we appreciate that. It'd be definitely. better if I didn't have to go to my job tomorrow. <laughs> you <laughs> if I, could just get paid, if I could get paid to do this, that would be great. Yep. So, and, come and on, find Will shows- Smith. He's the genie now. That oh, looks God. bad, by um, the way. Uh, and, it, and it shows in the chat how I'm trying to catch up to what we said earlier because who that whale said, uh, yes, Tyler in Rhode Island, our McDonald's had uh, Playlands. There were, it was huge. So who that whale had that. Kevin Sharp said Burger King in Dublin, I think, still has yeah, one, Tyler. Still so, do. Yes. still do. It says Burger King in Christiansburg. They've got a, uh, a ball pit probably with skin marks and you know, stinking socks left in the – Oh, God. <laughs> do, hey, do you uh, – Tyler, do you remember uh, – there was maybe it was just more local to where I was as a kid, but there was a thing. It's like, oh, we found a needle in one of the ball pits, and they had no, to like they had, they had to like shut it down and like investigate and everything. And not too long after that, the ball pit was gone. They like put something else there. I was like, Psh. God, no, yeah, nothing like that. Oh, well, ball pits. Oh my, I can't believe I got in those things as a kid. Just I, thinking I, about it now just makes me. Well, I just would always like, oh, that kid stinks. I got to stay the hell away from him. But you're not gonna take away my fun from jumping into. That plastic ball pit, sliding down the slide, running back around, <laughs> jumping back in. You know, I remember the like Burger King one. Pizza. The Burger King one had like that little, uh, like little goal too that you could like shoot yeah. the balls towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, was. it was a blast to do. But if some stinky kid, his parents didn't decide to give him a bath, you know, lumbers in. Hey guys, what's cooking? You know, and you had like this black brown cloud surrounding this kid because his parents don't wash him. You know, and yeah, you're him. like, I'm gonna stay away from him, but uh, I'm gonna. He went over there. I can roll around in all these other balls that he touched. Well, I wasn't going to become weird. like a, a you know a demonic hysteric, you know, and rolling my time while I drink my you know rainbow flavored you know uh, soda from the fat where I put it in Coke and uh, and Mellow Yellow and Sprite and all. Oh, you're you were one of those weirdos, huh? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, uh, God, I just seen what did I see today? In a I made some kind of comment. I thought somebody posted one of those gifts. And it showed Mr. Rogers taking a piece of American cheese and wrapping it in a banana, eating it. And I was like, "What the, f- what the hell is this about?" Oh, so I, I thought that somebody like, made you, it up. You, so like, when... you stole that idea, didn't you, Joe? Uh, well, what's that? <laughs> that you, you you saw that and you were inspired. I, you're like, I'm going to start wrapping cheese oh. around my banana well, too. I know I. D- I eat a lot of weird stuff, but I was like, okay, let me go to YouTube and see if there's clips. I didn't know if this was something taken out of context, but sure enough, there was an episode of Mr. Rogers and it just showed the ending where he gets a, a message from, I don't know, the chef of the show or whatever. And they said, here's a nice snack to try. Take, peel back a banana, wrap American cheese on it and eat it. And he thought, I was like, oh my God, is he not vomiting? He made it look like, oh, it's supposed to be the most delicious thing in the world. But I eat shit out of dumpsters. So who am I to talk? So, but it, it did look gross. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know if either of you eat those, but um, Joe oh. is like Yoda, and then part he's like going through the ah, ah, and then he finds like a, <laughs> yeah, you know, a <laughs> yeah, you know, and Joe's digging around like on his on his hands and knees, and I will, I will, you know what? Here, here's a fun Photoshop. I want to see someone Photoshop Joe sitting, hanging out of a trash can, Oscar the Grouch just looking at him. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like I'm think, bad, exactly. Yeah, or like you know, what the hell are you doing in my you know my neighborhood and you know and Joe and Joe's catching up. It's free or something like that. I just figured just or nothing. No, no. Yeah, it's right. better yet. Don't try and be funny and cute. Just someone Photoshop. You know, Joe hanging out of a trash can like this, right next to Oscar House, just staring at him. I think that would be a great vision. It make a great T-shirt. <laughs> you know, on Redbubble that, or something that. like that. But no, no goofy ass lame caption or slogan or something like that. Welcome to my hood or some shit like that. Just an image. Come on, Joe. you were supposed to say God skills. That is your main go-to oh, yeah. on any yeah. of these T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, uh, speaking of, bro. speaking of uh, packages and things like that, <laughs> Joe, you did have something to open up, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh you haven't opened it yet. It's from Eric Amen. Uh, he said he was sending something. I have no clue it was. So I'm going to slice it open. I'm not going to show his address because I definitely don't want to make any kind of mistakes of showing yeah, addresses. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get hit up the next day and be like, hey, can you blur all this? Oh, yeah, I need to go back and do that now, huh? And that's – yeah, because that's the thing. I – of course, there's people that when I do customs with know my address, but it was like Grimbot mentioned. A couple other people said, Joe, did you realize you were showing your address – on the show that one week, and then I was also showing the person who sent me the item. Yeah, I didn't even realize, like, oh my god. So he said he was gonna send something, and I said, sure. So let me, I'm trying to be careful. Sorry, let's see. It's another tab, a lot of bubble. It's uh, well, that's heavy. Hold on, let me set it down. It looks like there's something else in there, but that's heavy. Out of bubble, it's protected very well, and uh, oh, that's cool. Oh, it's a uh, Beyond Retro drinking glass. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool, Eric. I yeah. appreciate. It. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I got damn. one of those as well, and I'm like, yeah, me too. Now, now I have my go-to glass for when I do my uh, drunk age streams. Yeah, if you do one tonight, you can use it. But oh, thanks, Eric. That's a man. Yeah. That is heavy. Let me set that down. It. Thanks a lot, man. Boom. There we go. Got mine. Let me right see. Here. And there's bubble, bubble. It's soft. Well, obviously, it feels like it's a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a book. It's a hamster. Yeah. It's already dead. Oh, that's cool. Oh, thanks, uh, Eric. I appreciate it. He took uh, the banner logo where Dell did that art that I colored in and put it for the Fans of Power logo made on a shirt. So thanks a lot, man. That's cool. I like that. That's kind of a neat... Uh, it's a different material, like that iron-on that's on there, or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's really... Uh, profound i'd be i think i'd be afraid to wear this because then if i put it in the washer i think it's yeah, going to just it, get destroyed it, yeah, it might chip so, away at it yeah yeah i might try to find a way to protect but eric thanks a lot man again you didn't have to do that and i do appreciate that that's that's really cool so thanks eric man that that means a lot like everybody's so goddamn cool when they do stuff like that things you wouldn't even expect is, they, is there not a third item in there oh hold on no i think there's a lot of bubble unless i missed something hold on I feel like there could be a third no, item just... in there. Well, hold on, there's bubble. And there's a... Uh... No, no, just bubble, Aha, bubble, well, um, bubble. Well, screw you, Joe. Eric Amon also sent in a pony that's sitting back there. You can't see it because the desk. But he's like, I, I was in GameStop and I saw this and oh! I thought about you. I was like, all right. I forgot, well, you we'll... do like collecting. You Another like, one like for Emily's ponies. collection. So the, we just remember, everybody who's new to the channel and everything, Nathan loves My Little Ponies, so if you want to send anything to him, we can get you the conference. Hey, I mean, whatever. Bolster, he bolsters them. her collection. That's fine with me. Fine with he, me. he keeps saying her, but it's his. But, uh, yep. but yeah, thanks for that, Eric. Appreciate it a lot. Yes, um, thank you very much, Eric. Thanks. Okay. Um, 
that thing uh, that I needed to do, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Do this, it. This is, this is for Tyler. You gotta... This is for Tyler to guess. Uh, your favorite blockhead said this would only be funny if I did the voice and did the face. I'm going to try as best I can. This is probably going to be terrible. <sighs> I gotta. It, it would be easier to do if I could just, you know, how uh, Tyler when we were in the mall and I would just like do something random. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, how'd you do that? My, like, I don't know. It just, it just happened. I felt it. All right. Garage sale, six fifty marked out for ten. Oh yeah, liar, liar! I thought you were gonna do like your investment man voice or something like no, that. No, no, no. He wanted me to give that a shot, so I, I tried it. Oh, oh, was that when he got that item for his secretary or the yeah. lady that worked he for him? Oh, yeah. Tiffany's. Come here, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that was pretty good. <laughs> All right, um, uh, let, let me see. Oh, Zentron had a quote. Uh, that's not what we were taught. He said, "Look out for number one. That's Daddy's golden rule." He always ends up with the gold. Why should I know that? I, I don't know it, but it sounds so damn familiar. Nathan, Tyler, does that sound familiar at all? Nah, he never said it was God, familiar. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, it takes two with Olsen twins and Steve Gutenberg. Well, well I, I want, I'll say double double boiling trouble with the Olsen twins. We, uh, oh God! Uh, yeah, we'll see that later if he's gonna uh, put the quote at the bottom. Um, Bevmon said, what about sexy ladies of the 80s, Tyler? I don't know if he's asking you some of the sexy ladies that you remember from the 80s. Oh, God. Where that that kind of rhyme, ladies from the 80s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kim Basinger and Heather Locklear and uh, Kathy Ireland and Cindy Crawford and uh, uh, Vanna White when she got started. She was in Playboy and Vanessa Williams. And, uh, oh, God. Uh, it really would have to, like, break it down. But, like, Chelsea Fields plays Tila. Um I mean, I, I could go on and on. I mean, I it's, I, I have a oh a vanity. Um, yes. Yeah. God. I uh, I was Sue. always kind of fond of Ali Sheedy, honestly. Ali Sheedy uh, in War Games was always really cute to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Joe. No. It's Will no. It's no, it's no double mint twins from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Yeah. God, they were hot, man. <laughs> and um. Oh, Leah Thompson from Howard the Duck. Yes, Leah oh, Thompson. God. Leah Thompson's Ooh. another one. Yeah. Jeez. All the right moves. Look that one up. Yeah, yeah, she's hot in that too. Um, man, I feel like I really feel like I could really just dig deep into that. That that's a that's a that's a heavy discussion because God, there was oh um, what's her name? Uh, girl who played Kamiko in Karate Kid Part Two. Oh, she was a really hot Asian girl. Really cute. Yes. Um. Yeah, let's see. Oh, I like Sigourney, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Yeah, Phoebe Cates is hot. Yeah. And I like Sigourney Weaver in the Especially. 80s, too, when she was in both Ghostbusters films. I thought she was super hot. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Phoebe Cates and Fast Times at Richmond High. That was a good, gracious. And I Kim mean, Je Je Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee in Fast Times was also very Oh, cute. yeah. Good, gracious. Yeah. And Kim, Kim Cattrall in Porky's. Yeah, she had her oh, moments. Kelly um, Preston in Twins. Oh, my God. Jeez, when Arnold gets in the car and you see that beautiful tan legs and that big smile, like, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. You know? <laughs> We're, we got to stop because I think we would be going way too oh, long on this. Man. I, but, um, I, I, yeah, Leah, well, I had such a crush on Leah Thompson and Kelly yeah. Preston from those from Howard the Duck and Twins as a kid. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, I think we need to move yeah. on with that. We're getting the God. sound effects and everything now. Man. I was so jealous um, of how the duck getting getting to lay in bed with like almost a, I mean a very uh, scantily skimply, clad. Yeah, Leah Thompson like getting a kiss on his duck. Like, my God, man, that's that's so hot. Like I didn't think JSP said weird that about blonde. That. 
Uh, I was gonna say JSP said that blonde girl from the Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know her name, but hot. sure, and, uh, sure. Uh, the pregnant girl from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. The girl that got stabbed in the neck. I always thought she was super hot. Vi- oh, Vera. I actually, oh, I, I like the I like the one that got Vera. the harpoon in the eye. I always thought she was. Oh, really she was. Cute all, too. All, all three of the girls in Friday the uh, Friday Part yeah. Three were really hot. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vera, girls, oh, Vera Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. All the females in that, except for the uh, the fat girl on the on the uh, the the hitchhiker. She got killed. She wasn't hot, but. Yeah. Eating the oh, banana, but yeah, no Vera. Too. Yeah, like you said, Vera got shot in the eye with the harpoon when Jason had his iconic yeah, mask bitch. for the first time, and Chris was hot <laughs> and all. It's, yeah, oh god, yeah, oh god, we could probably run through all the Friday. I'm, I'm gonna, girls. I'm gonna Shoot, throw De- uh, Deborah... Kurt, Kurt Russell from the thing. He, he was pretty huh? hot. Okay, oh, yeah. Deborah Voorhees. Deborah on. Yeah. And, and and I was gonna say uh, De- Deborah Voorhees from Friday Thirteenth Part Five. That's when she was remember out there, kind of like just bathing after they got done what, doing whatever she had to do. And then of course, you know, Imposter Jason took the shears to her eyes. But that was a long shot. Oh, all right, oh, we got to move Tyler, on. Oh, Tyler, no, Z- Zentron's quote was from Superman Four. Well, I didn't hear. Was it? What? Well, say the quote again. I didn't recognize that quote at all. It says what it's uh, by by Lacey. Here's that's the quote. Uh, he said the quote was, "That's not what we were taught. Look out for number one. That's Daddy's golden rule. He always ends up with the gold." Was that what Lex Luthor I, said no, or something? I, I don't know. Pay, I didn't. Pay, no, no, no. I didn't pay attention to the quote because most times he's always quoting something from something I've ever. Been he picks something like that. that you like. Yeah, and I turned it out. And yes, that is a quote from Superman <laughs> that... because that's what he does. He always picks something that is, is you know, time bandits. It's always time bandits. Or Friday the 13th Part 5 what? or something like that. So, yes, that is from Superman 4. Mario Hemingway says that, yes. Um, so, yes, that's, that's my fault for not catching that because he's always quoting something like, I don't know what that is. I've never seen that before. Quote something I know. And he uh, did, yeah. and he still got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, want to quote. Yeah, I don't get many quotes in general, even from movies I love. So there's no way I would have been able to get Superman four at all. So, but I think we what are you trying to say basically there, that I suck at quotes, no, and no, no. there was no I way if I suck. Slam Superman four. I think that's what you were trying to. Do. Oh, I wouldn't do that. That was a fantastic movie. I love Superman four. Full uh, of shit. I probably watch it. When- yeah, you're right. But uh, okay, well, let me say for everybody that's new to this channel, make sure you like, subscribe, ring that bell down there, so you can always get notified when we go live of any new content. And I say it all the time, but we love having you here. It's always a blast. And next week, we'll have Kevin Sharp here. He's yeah. going to debut some new art. We can see what else we can uh, do with him. It's going to be great having him here. So you guys yeah, so have definitely questions lined tune up for Kevin. You know, if you want to pick his brain. Yeah, yeah pick his brain because he's worked yeah. on He-Man and the comic books. He's worked on G.I. Joe. He's worked on X-Men, various other things. So dig him up, yeah. you know, look up his uh, artwork and research him. Have some stuff to ask him, and uh, we'll probably talk many yeah, because remember- with him. Yeah, because keep the things in mind that when, you know, he's going to be on and I'm sure he'll be given all the contact information because if you want to have something commissioned, you know, you definitely be able to contact and this is the guy that will give you some really great, amazing pieces. So especially if you want to turn yourself into somebody because Tyler has done that, uh, you know, multiple times where he's become somebody. So you can become anybody you want or you can just have yourself just hell, just be put in there as a unique character. Not Tyler though. Tyler's gotta have something with a slight twist. I gotta, I gotta be character. like the main focus in my illustrations. Like I gotta be like you know the Hulk Hogan. Like I gotta, I you know Tyler must pose. You know, so I, I gotta be going over and all of them. I have put myself in oh. danger in a lot of these though, so it's not like I'm standing defiantly over the villains or something like that. Not in all of them. And you know, 
can I give something though, like to the credit with what I've seen with a lot of Kevin's work? And you know, I sure I know that he'll have pictures of single characters by themselves, but when people are in action, usually it looks dynamic. Don't get me wrong with what I'm saying here, but uh. when I see art in the past, no, when you see art in the past, it seems like they're always engaging in amazing battles and like there's eye contact and stuff that makes sense compared to sometimes with art nowadays when you'll see these, you know, posters that they're selling of new, you know, He-Man designs. It's like, but they look like they're posing for a high school photo or they're looking off in the distance. It's like, what is happening in this photo? It doesn't look like there's any life or emotion, but Kevin brings that to his pieces. He knows what it's like, what he felt, all the stuff that he grew up with. He still has that feeling. That's when you know you have an artist with passion and love that can put that kind of motion and you know stuff into a piece. He does that. So you don't feel like you're just getting a lifeless standing here pose of something. Even help characters where he is standing by themselves. They feel alive. Yeah. So Kevin, you're great shit. So, he brings a lot but, uh, of there, I think and, he, and he has drawn uh, Nuclear Man also. So if, if Zentron has not seen his Nuclear Man, he needs to check that Nuclear Man out. Hell, I, I was thinking about. Yeah. I had myself done as nuclear man. How badass would that? Oh be? god! Yeah. We better awesome. get. We better end this now. Oh. We're, we might have to oh. end it now though, because we'll be here uh, all day talking about that. But no, but it's been great. It's been amazing having you guys. And uh, well, hope you again join us next week. So until next time, have a powerful day. I'll take my coat back, asshole. Uh, nice say it one more time. This one. Once again, I'm going to go with it takes two with Olsen twins and Steve Gutenberg. You lazy. <laughs> no, could you say the quote one more time for me? <laughs> I'll take my coat back, asshole. <laughs> you just called me a lazy bastard. Yeah. God, I don't know. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. see if somebody can pop this in the chat room. We'll give it 30 seconds. I'll take my coat back, asshole. Mm. Uh, um, I'm stumped. And I'm um, about 20 more, about 15 now seconds. I'm waiting mm, to see if somebody in the chat room gets yeah. it. Yeah, I should have. I probably should have gotten that one. <laughs> Zenrom <laughs> said grumpy old men. Yep. <laughs> you got it. Huh? Yep, he got it. No, no. Kurt Russell escaped from L.A. Ah, okay. I've never I think seen I've seen that, that once. What's that? It's, yeah, always, it, it's it always that with Joe. I saw it it's true. somewhere. And I think I was, you know, <laughs> walking through a Kmart. <laughs> It was on. They kept showing how, it on the loop every time you, you go to keep playing that you've seen so much stuff. But anything that Nathan said, it was on somewhere in the background at you know my my cousin right. oh, Kendall's house, and uh, I, I I had the runs and I, I just kind of heard some of it in the background and I, then I fell asleep and I woke up. Isn't in the it car sad? And and, uh, and the tank was full and I never found out who did it. It's like what the hell? It's that so sad, with? but it's true. It's it's, it's uh, so all the movies are uh, his King of the Ring two thousand ones. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm old. All right, yeah, Fed Mom, I do need to watch more movies, definitely. But he needs to watch yeah, Superman I'm, four I'm, again. That's what he needs to watch. Sweet Jesus! I, I, right. I will say See this: you guys. I know we're taking off, but I'd like Go to ahead. know if he's a legitimate fan of Superman four. We'll find me? out next week. Not you. Oh, we all know what you. Kel, Kevin. Okay, yeah, we'll see if Kevin Sharp really likes it. I, I think he might, but I guess we'll find I, it out. But, I, wasn't oh, yeah. talking about, I was talking about Zentron. <laughs> oh, Zentron. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I don't even know what's happening. I, I think Kevin has respect for Superman 4. <laughs> I mean, oh, he, he won't if he puts your ugly mug on Nuclear Man's No, I've already talked to him about doing that before. I oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to go puke now. See you guys next time. <laughs> see you.